At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, a show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. As always, I'm your host, Gus. I'm Matt. And uh, thank you to our Patreon for their support. Thank you to the Waypoint Network for having us. Thank you to Matt's cat for joining us briefly. Yeah, what's up? And uh, <laughs> thank you to uh, everyone who's, uh, who supports us, and you know, whether it's on here, or, uh, social media, or just uh, here locally or in business, we always appreciate the support and everything you guys are doing. Um, a lot of crazy things going on in the world, so make sure you're reaching out and staying in touch with your family, keeping making sure they're doing all right. Make sure your, your go bag's prepared and your AR-15 <laughs> is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to a loved one. Tell them, tell them, tell them you love them. Yeah. Um, and uh, Met Mobile can help you do that. Yeah. I was actually going to, I was going <clears> to <throat> say, um, we got a really good podcast here before we get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been longtime supporters of, of Bearcat, of Chef George. And it's pretty exciting that they're finally, they've been through the gauntlet and, um, I mean, it seems like it was never going to end where they were finally going to be able to open the doors, but it looks like it's going to happen here in the next uh, couple of weeks. So we, we, we jumped a couple of podcasts that are coming out through this one in front just so we can get a good promotion thing going. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you're going to love the podcast, but it is <clears throat> brought to you a little bit by Mint Mobile. So I had to go with the chef theme. So here's our, here's our culinary Mint Mobile ad read. Ah. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know that word. Gather around the digital kitchen for today. We're cooking up something truly special, a recipe for the perfect mobile experience. And what's the secret ingredient you ask? Well, it's none other than mint mobile. Now let's start with the foundation. Shall we? You're going to need a dash of premium wireless wireless service. And that's where mint mobile comes in. It's like the finest olive oil in our pantry, bringing you the best to your mobile life. Next, we had a pinch of savings. Yes, you heard me right with mint mobile. You go to mintmobile.com slash whiskey, you'll be amazed at how much money you can put back in your wallet. Just like the perfect sprinkle of sea salt to enhance the flavor. Now, the piece de resistance. Mint Mobile offers plans of 5G coverage so you can savor the lightning fast data speeds with a delectable sauce of enhancing your mobile experience with every bite. But that's not all, my friends. Mint Mobile brings you unlimited talk and text and just like the secret spice blend that makes your grandma's spaghetti the best in town. There you have it. That's the recipe for the perfect mobile experience with Mint Mobile. It's like creating a masterpiece in the kitchen. So take your smartphone and give Mint Mobile a try. It's the secret recipe to a mobile experience that's delightful as a five-star meal. Bon appetit. Uh-huh. Very good. Very good. Well done. Well done. Uh, I really enjoy the ChatGPT <laughs> Mint Mobile ad reads. Yeah, that's uh, 
that's going to have to just be a thing now. Yeah. Uh, we'll just have to bring you a new, a new themed uh, Mint Mobile ad read. Yeah. But wouldn't that be cool if it becomes a thing and Mint Mobile picks up on it and it blows us up somehow? That's the thing. Yeah, that, that was what up. did it. It was her stupid Mint Mobile ad read. <laughs> it's not stupid. I actually yeah. do use Mint Mobile. Uh, I know Gus is working on paying off some phones so he can switch over. That's the only downside. You got to pay off your phones. Yeah. Yeah, probably do that here soon, um, actually, believe it or not. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, if uh, if you want to help me pay that that phone off quicker, you could always check out our website, whiskeyandwhitetails.com. Um, you get paid <laughs> you can, from, from sales. Uh, well, maybe one day if enough people start fucking buying shit. Yeah. Oh, um, we do have our orange hat. Um, that's right. We have. This, this episode is all audio only, so no need to go to YouTube to find it. But um, we have a new orange hat, the hunting hat. It says Whiskey Whitetails on it. That's available for purchase along as side of our barrel handcrafted made in America by Americans on earth by human beings. Correct. You have to specify all that shit now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's important because we live in just Crazy. odd times. Yeah. Crazy times. So yeah. Uh, enjoy some American made stuff. If you like uh smoke cocktails, if you like bourbon barrel game premium game calls not not plastic shit you're gonna buy from the store but these are these are quality amen pot calls duck calls um grunt tubes come check it out cigar ashtrays karen we have all that stuff in stock it's ready you know holidays are getting ready to rock and roll you're gonna start seeing some email promotions coming out a few times a month so uh keep an eye out for those it's also hoodie weather letter that's right i put my hoodie on today and gus tell them how they can save 20 percent well, today, when you're listening to this podcast, and every day, you can use code podcast to get 20% off. That's crazy. It's crazy how yeah. many people don't use it. Well, we also you know, appreciate you not using it because that's 20% out of our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> also that. So either way, though, it's, we're happy. Yeah. So uh, you know how the everybody's been saying that cursing is a sign of intelligence? Mm-hmm. Well, we got the smartest motherfucker on the planet <laughs> for this podcast. So if you're offended by the F word, you're going to hear it uh, every sentence for yeah, a lot, an hour and a half or however long this was. But it's a great conversation. Great if you conversation. like cooking, if you like, um, if you like getting into the details and into the nerdy side of how to craft um, unique, you know, Michelin star esque uh, level meals plates um, everything that goes into creating an entire atmosphere um in a restaurant and and how george has worked to bring the outdoors sort of feel to yeah. to his restaurant um then you're gonna really enjoy this podcast it was a lot of fun and i look forward to doing more of these in the future yep we did a little bit of a whiskey talk in the beginning kind of what they should put behind the bar but um the bar mm-hmm. manager had a roll so we'll pick that up another time but we did just go and do a um a class there for the staff so that they uh, understand what it is to be a steward so you'll uh be thankful for that when you go in but yeah if you live in the area i highly recommend going to check out this restaurant when it opens that's all i got cool all right well enjoy folks Hey, we're live. Yeah, we're here. We're, we're here. Do, we're doing the thing. Doing the thing. Boys, introduce yourselves. What's up? 
Hello. It's the boys. <laughs> it's going to be a great podcast. <laughs> this is going to be good. All right, folks. That was it. That was it. Thank yep. you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole lot of plan, but. Signing off. Um, yeah, so we're hanging out at Bearcat with uh, Sketchy George. Sketchy George. Sketchy Dev. I've been called that. Once. Sketchy Dev? <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. I say Weird Devin. Weird Devin. Yeah. Because he's into some weird shit. What is it? Weird Devin at BearcatRestaurant.com? That's, that's your email? That's it, yeah. My Everybody opinion. starts signing him up for stuff. Yeah, sure. sign me up for whatever. They were like, hey, I want to come in and eat. Yeah, we're recording at the restaurant, so if you hear some restaurant-type noises in the background, yeah. that is... Uh, Fires. Expected. Refrigerators. Wood crackling, refrigerators, air conditioners. We're, we're in a restaurant. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want? It's going to be fine, though. When are you opening? Because we want to put this out before you open. So, right now, we are looking at October 20th or October 28th. Okay. So, realistically, we're, we're probably going to be opening Friday, October 20th. We're doing our friends and family soft opening, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the 18th and 19th. And then, yeah, we're just going to be assholes and open a restaurant on a Friday night. That's what's up. <laughs> nice. Straight to the fire. Yeah. Straight into it. Let's go. That's yeah. what Why is that an asshole thing to do? Because everybody's uh, new. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> first night, first real night is Friday. Yeah. Got it. I, that makes sense. No, I mean, we're going to cap our reservations. Um, I know in our dining room, we're not going to do over 45 people for the first probably like two, three months, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and then when we come back from winter Christmas break in January, then we'll probably live and direct. go real hard. Yeah. But I think the bar is going to get demolished. Yeah. Demolished. Yeah, this is the kind of bar that I would come chill and drink in. 100%. For sure. It's dark. It's vibey. Yeah, 100 absolutely. It feels like a like your house whenever fireplace is going. Grandma's got some whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Right. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The whole vibe in here. We didn't do um, video this time. So if you're looking forward on YouTube, it's not there. But uh, we will eventually do video in here. But it is, uh, I don't want to give it away too much. Like it's kind of kind of a secret until it opens. So yeah, we want to plan proper lighting to give to do it justice. Yeah. Okay. So it's, but it's uh, very natural feeling. It's got good vibes. It's like if you took a nice bar and stuck it in the middle of the woods. Yep. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's like. It's like exactly. you're chilling chill yeah. in the woods, but and, also and like. And you built a little cabin. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Super, it's a bar and a cabin. It's yeah. super cool. Yeah. But it, yeah. yeah it's, and you've been building this for six years? About 17 years we've been working <laughs> on Bearcat. Yeah. Uh, permits alone took three and a half of those years. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got into the space in June of 2022. Um, naturally pulling permits, so on and so forth. And then every restaurant runs behind. We were originally supposed to open up in the spring, and now we've gotten to the point to where everything, the, the stars are finally aligning for us, and so we can actually do something. Yeah. What's the, like, so people that, because a lot of people don't know what it takes to open a restaurant, but it's, I mean, it's way more in-depth than just getting a space, throwing a grill in there and getting going. Yeah. What's yeah. some of the biggest well, shockers you, for you? I think you can do that in a if you're trying to just open like a bar and grill. You know, you can throw it together. But even still, there's a lot more that goes into it as far as like you said, permitting, hiring staff, hiring opening staff, dealing with figuring you know people leaving their job to come to their new job, and yeah, making sure that we're opening on time, making sure that we can pay our employees. I mean, it's with what we're doing because we're creating experience because it's not so much. Um, like 
what Devin was saying, which is, you know, we're not opening a bar and grill here because it's a little bit more specialized. I mean, we have two kitchens, one of which has a live fire hearth in it. The other one is completely open. There's no walls. Um, so you can kind of see everything, which means that all of our cooks need to be on point. Um, all of our servers need to be on point, And there's nowhere to nowhere to hide here. Yeah. When you come in the front door, you can see the back door. You can see the back door. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. And in between that space is tables and bars and fireplaces and kitchens and all kinds of just cool stuff. And the way it's set up is I'm excited for people to get in here and look at it. It's just completely open. We're just yeah. trying to keep it as open as possible. It just feels better. It doesn't get as hot in here. The kitchen's not going to be a million degrees. Yeah, but it still feels natural. You know, you're, yeah. it's like you're walking around in a, a clearing in the woods. Right. It's kind of how. Yeah. Right. I think I think the fire. dining room has uh, the dining room has some serious Evil Dead vibes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but in a classy way. Yeah. It's like classy like, Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of like you know we're we're all a bunch of weirdos that work here. The whole leadership team. We're into horror movies. We're you know, I'm a big metalhead. I'm big into the woods. I'm big into skulls and driftwood and gnarly shit. So, that's kind of like gnarly shit. Yeah, that that kind of sums it up. Yeah, yeah everything we we want to <laughs> do, everything, it, but it's, it's gnarly. Yeah, gnarly. but it's it's really cool to see the way you guys took what by themselves, you know, can be pretty like dark or just like you said, just weird stuff, and you found a way to put it all together in a way that is really classy. And this is, just, and I'm just talking about the aesthetics and the view of the place. That's, yeah, that's we haven't even gotten carrying, into yeah. like. The actual operation of this place, which we've Matt and I have been privy to, like talking with George and some of the other people here about, like how this place is going to operate. Um, I, I've never heard of any of anything like it before. Yeah, uh, and we, we can get into that later, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just really it's really cool. I'm excited to see this place open. We can get to it now. I just want to <clears throat> say if we get if you get see like here and as I'm turning mm-hmm. and looking around, my voice doesn't change. And then when you're out here, uh, turning, <laughs> like, so Stay if close. Had, yeah, if you can get a little, let's get up on it. Don't be scared of it. Oh, and uh, yeah. it also the audio because when it, when I'm it comes out, of it, don't be scared. We'll be talking super loud. And then and you can, be you can turn it down too, right? Like you can yeah, adjust it. Out yeah. If you, if you stay up close to it, as, cool. I, as I cool. edit, it'll, I'll yeah. be able to keep it all straight. That's great. Yeah. Don't be scared. I'm so scared. You're the one that wanted to do this. You're just like, any creative mind where it's like you're all about it and then you don't you're also kind of like an introvert and yeah we're all weirdos yeah you know like i'm a cook yeah i'm a cook <laughs> i mean at first and foremost i'm a cook and you know you got to be kind of weird to be a cook nowadays and in the restaurants that i worked in i pretty much sacrificed my party years my 20s everything like that to work in restaurants and so i've kind of gotten to the point to where I am introverted, but I'm also a social butterfly when I have to be. Yeah. You know, keyword being when I have to be, because most of the time it's, I don't want to be. I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, I want you to come back into my restaurant and spend more money. So, yep. I'll be nice to you. I'm usually pretty, <laughs> pretty inward, but it's like you get two or three drinks at me and then uh, it's, it's conversation time. I'm good yeah. to go. <laughs> that's oh, actually, yeah. that's Definitely. funny. That's how we, we met. Was you were doing a pop up, a Bearcat pop up, and my wife has been a big fan follower, and uh, for all seventeen years, yeah, for all seventeen years, and so. she was like, "I want to go." So we went, and uh, you made food, and like towards the end of the night, I was like, "Dude, I want to be friends." <laughs> right? I mean, that's basically what I <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, "Yeah, you're all right, I guess." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, like 
Oh, you guys, you guys hunt stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool. I guess I like I like hunting stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never been hunting. So yeah, we're gonna change. Oh, we're that. definitely going. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna change. Going. That. I've yeah. never been hunting. I've never yeah, but you like to cook. Like you like to cook outdoors. You like to cook. So we're gonna open fire. Yeah, we're gonna cook. Yeah. Out, we're gonna kill something and cook it in the woods. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna make a video of it. It's yeah. sick. It's it is yeah, so much fun. We're gonna make a video. We're gonna find mushrooms and put them in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I want to cook all the things. I want to cook with all the natural things. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll put uh, psilocybin mushrooms in our venison patties. <laughs> in venison patties, yeah. <laughs> I mean, mushroom burgers, dude. Yeah. Mushroom yeah. burger. The best bird I've ever eaten was um, killed by a bow in the side of a mountain. Yeah. Cooked with a handmade spigot. Yeah. Did he, did he tenderize it on horseback? No. <laughs> on your back. <laughs> it was in your hand. Oh, I made it? Well, the elk hunt. The elk hunt. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That grouse. Oh, bird. I thought you said burger. No, bird. Yeah, that oh, is the best yeah, bird. I thought, of that. I, I thought you said Dude, burger, r- ruffled grouse. I don't know. The, I'm sure, I'm like sure sweet s- chicken. Some of it had to do with the fact that we hadn't had, like, Food actual meat. And, yeah. and we'd been eating, like, you know, backpacking food for four days at that point. Yeah. You're like, finally a kill. Dude, it was strength delicious. Blood. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. We even, like, undercooked it a little bit, but I was like, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's at that point, it's so natural that you could <laughs> yeah. probably eat it raw if you killed it right probably there. Probably like, could, yeah. A, a yeah. lot of people do. I mean, there's a whole guy on on Instagram. Have you seen him? He eats raw meat. You're talking about Liver King, dude? No, 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 no. This dude eats raw meat outside of, like, Whole Foods. Like, he'll, get, like, he'll, get, like, a gallon, he'll get, like, a gallon of camel milk and, like... I don't know, a, a fucking turkey liver. Ugh. And he just crushes it outside of the Whole Foods. What? Yeah. Weird. I'll try to, f- I'll, I'll send it. Sounds sketchy to say camel milk. Like, a, yeah, camel. Yeah. I guess in LA they sell camel milk at fucking yeah, Whole Foods. Would, that's some shit they would sell in <laughs> they LA. Would, yeah. we, were talking about whole, we were talking about Whole Foods the other day, yesterday, yeah. the day before. Like, I, my first experience with, with Whole Foods as an adult was like 10, 12 years ago. And I remember it was, it was a realization, like, when you're growing up and you're an adult, like, I was traveling for work, so it's not like I was, like, traveling out of luxury. But it was the closest place to get some food. And I was like, oh, Whole Foods, it's a, it's a grocery store, right? And boy, was I wrong. Dude, I was, I was <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I walked in and spent, like, 15 minutes in there and walked right back out. $100. The, the, the turning point, the point in which I said, okay, this is, not, this is not my place, was when I picked up a $25 jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cafeteria for the DNC. What was That's the what mayonnaise? <laughs> it was like a co- coil egg mayonnaise. Like Dude, I don't know what it was, but it was ostr- it was mayonnaise. Ostrich egg mayonnaise. It wasn't even like a you know, a good size like Duke's mayonnaise thing. It was just a small thing for twenty five bucks. And I'm like, this is not my place. I'm out of here. Truffle. We were talking about it because <laughs> of the, the hand scanners. Have you seen the hand scanners? The fuck is a hand scanner? You, you pay p- with how your you palm. Pay at- yeah, and so I what creepy? See, and I, I don't. I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't think that's creepy at all because you unlocked your phone with it's your face a few minutes sure, ago. For sure, it's, yeah, but it's, it's like, just generally like it, it doesn't stop. Like it's like next, it's gonna be like your toothbrush is like checking to you know check. See if you have cancer in the morning while you're brushing. <laughs> it. Right, which I, I I'm, in, I'm into that, but yeah. like, why are you? Why do you need to see my face? Yeah, <laughs> well, like the hand scan because everybody's like, that's the mark of the beast, and Satan is bubble, and yeah. it's like I don't know, man, you. You're watching this on an app on a phone that you opened with your face. Right. So it's <laughs> you created this delusion. I don't know the that the, hand, the palm scanner is really that big of a deal. I yeah. just I don't. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to do it, but yeah. it's not. I'm because not signing I think up for weird. it, but I, I, I'm not signing up for it <laughs> until they make me. That's yeah. actually how you get in the restaurant as a palm scanner. Is it? So, yeah, yeah. So so you should do that. You should make people get like a clock in six 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 tattoo in order to get in the restaurant. Like that's how you get to the chef's table. I mean. 
Uh, our general like, manager was really stoked when I said I wanted to make rolling papers that were Bearcat branded rolling papers instead of dope. business cards or oh, matchbooks. Cool. That would be dope. Yeah, right. That's the point. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. You hear that, Emily? It's cool. It's, it's, a, promo- cool. it's a promotional item. Yeah. <laughs> I have no use for them, but it's a write off. I know a lot of people do. Yes, yeah, write off, right. and <laughs> it's br- it's branding. It's like everybody, everybody's going to be like, you know, oh, I have some papers in my car. I don't even smoke, but like, I got these papers. Someone, you know. Yeah. Like, you need some like, papers? I got you, man. When are, when are you ever going to give someone a business card after you leave, or a sticker? You're like, you know, I got a sticker when I left. You know, how many business cards I throw away in a year. You know, how many business cards I turn yeah. into crutches for joints. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually where the idea came from. Oh, is it? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't so know what you mean. When I was, so when I was up in Chicago, um, everything is legal in Chicago. Let me just clarify: everything is legal in Chicago when it yeah. comes to the marijuana. Uh, also um, murder and all kinds of other murder, stuff. Murder, rape. Under a $1,000 larceny. They love pillage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the purge. Yeah. Um, no. So what we would do is any business card that we had, it was when I was the pastry chef at a restaurant and my sous chef buddy would always hang out and we would, you know, smoke weed after work, after our 16-hour shifts or whatever before we went to sleep. And um, what you do is you rip off little pieces of the business card and you roll it up and that's your filter for your joint. Oh, uh, yeah. And so like, it's called a crutch. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm over here. Like, is it like a stand? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to translate. I got it. I got it. Speaking of what, what do we even call that? I don't know. Surfer hippie language. What? <laughs> Crutches. I don't know. Crutches, Crutches and joints. Okay. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. Maybe, you, maybe one day. Yeah. I don't know. It always made me really sick. I, like in high school when I did it. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. You make me sick. I do. <laughs> make myself sick sometimes, George. <laughs> you see that, uh, did you see that meme about the, the shotgun that I sent you? Yes. <laughs> I've seen several since then. I have too. Isn't that weird? It's like a... The, it's, the, the light pole when I drive by it. Yeah. The, the algorithm. The, yes, uh, the algorithm. Sweet, sweet the uh, the clo- the the coat the coat rack in my closet when I yeah when I'm hanging up my clothes yeah yeah all the same thing yeah Kate Spade when I hang up my clothes instead of hanging myself <laughs> did you just say Kate Spade yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Devin and I are actually talking about getting uh, Gucci restaurant shoes right now dude are you I saw so quite back to the restaurant are you gonna still wear the but the uh, Plaid, the servers are yeah. No chef coats allowed in the kitchen though. No chef coats. They're gonna wear plaid button-up flannels. No and top they, button button. Top button button and a flat bill. That's the flat bill. <laughs> so the servers, uh, they are wearing top button button. Yeah, that's um, what's up. Black jeans. We're probably gonna order tan aprons just because we're so hip and so cool. Yeah. Um, and then the kitchen, no chef coats allowed. You're only allowed to wear a black t-shirt, black jeans. Black shoes, no Crocs allowed. It's metal. No Crocs allowed? No Crocs Is that allowed. an insurance thing? No, I just think they look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I just wanted you to say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, I'm uh And they stink. We're, we're, we're working on a Gucci deal right now so we can get some 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 of them Gucci kicks. Yeah. That Gucci, look like Gucci Birkenstocks. Gucci deal's in the works, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually yeah. know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. 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 With the horse, bu- horse bit? Yeah. Uh, the buckle thing? Yeah, horse yeah. bit buckle. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So... We're actually talking about getting a couple pairs of those. Dude, you have to get a tailor come in here and tailor up your, uh, it's your a, pants. It's, we're going to get a Gucci, like like a, 
like a showroom set up in here, like a private event. They do all kinds of private, crazy events where people come in and they do like, they set up like, you know, a viewing. Nice. Like that. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Gucci. You should do that for whiskey and whitetails. Gucci collab. Whiskey, whiskey and whitetails. Go do cam, ex camo Gucci, Gucci, camo Gucci. Gucci. Yeah, yeah. X real tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah, that would be sick. Masio Gucci. 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 Gucci Ooh. Collaborate with Masio. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. Masi Oak everything. Masi Oak everything. Yeah. Yes. Gucci line. They could make uh, four, buddy. if they made like hunting <laughs> sunglasses and they were like these are for saddle hunters only and Gucci <laughs> made them, I'd fucking buy. Them. <laughs> <laughs> They're five hundred dollars. Like I don't, I have to have whatever. Them. You have to have <laughs> take my money. Yeah. To take tax write off. It's a write off. Oh shit, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. fun stuff. So the restaurant, the bar. You've got two. You got two sides of this, right? Two different. Two different vibes. Yeah, so our bar is reserved just for walk-ins. So if you come in here and we're filled up, then what we're going to do is the host will take your number, and then we're going to send you across the street to Jeans or something like that, or the, and yeah. then we'll shoot you a text whenever you have a table, if you get a table. You know, so, I mean, we can, we can only fit 31 people in our bar area, and then our dining room only seats 28. Okay. And so we're going to keep, it's going to be pretty slim pickings for a while. Yeah. Um, and then eventually in the spring when we open up our patio, that's going to add another 30 seats to our bar area. What are, what are you going to do for hours? Hours, our bar is going to open up at 4.30 and then close at midnight, whereas our main dining room, which is the only place that you can get reservations, is 5 p.m. first reservation, and then the last reservation will be 9.30. And nice. so that way the team can hopefully be getting the hell out of here by midnight Yeah. for the main kitchen, and then over here they'll probably be out by one o'clock i would imagine which is respectful because most people are yeah two or three everybody's sick of that 3 a.m drive home yeah yeah we don't hammered on rumple mints yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no drinking <laughs> either, so. we actually have a very strict rule that no rumple mints allowed here yeah absolutely not no drinking of rumple or no 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 no, no. it does not it's general. not real we don't drink here no we don't drink here no but seriously our staff does not drink you, I mean, you're not allowed to. Um, yeah, we're not allowed to. We don't do shift beers after service. We don't do any of that. We don't take and shots with people. We don't right. take shots with people. I mean. What are you going to say? What's your response going to be? Hey, take a shot, man. What's your response going to be? Because um, you can't just say, I can't, because everybody's like, eh. No, I mean, it's, well, it's well, pretty easy. We can have like an NA, NA shot that's cool that we can take ourselves. It's participatory. That would be, that would be yeah. smart. Do an yeah. NA yeah. shot. Yeah. 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 But something cool. So it's like if someone else is like, oh, I don't even take shots, but like. Cool. Yeah. We have something already queued right. up, ready to go. Yeah, smart. That way they they don't feel like they were left out, and you can charge them for a full price shot. <laughs> you just do apple juice. Just shots of apple juice. Yes. Hey. In the little in the little apple. Yeah, I see. You, the, yeah, I see with the notepad over there. Yeah. 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 Write that down. Write, write that, that down. down. Write that down. Yeah. As yeah, I told about, you guys before, this, one, this is. Wait, where's the cricket? Should we talk about the cricket? We should talk about the cricket. Okay. So I'll tell the story, and then. We'll talk about the cocktail. So, told you guys, Devin is pretty much, you know, our our main bottom bitch. Oh, excuse me. Hell Jesus Christ. Christ. Yes. Man. My bad. Hell yeah. Sorry. So you, you, he, he bleeped that out for you. <laughs> I normally, so, so you can try again. <laughs> I normally back up. Oh, I got two. Oh, well. It's okay. You'll be feeling it. So, Devin is, Devin is our... Don't chew it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gum. Mm. I know they're nicotine pouches. <laughs> okay. I just saw you doing a little... I'm trying to get him up on my lip. I'm going to regret that. gum is really grainy. 
<laughs> it's like chewing sand. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't. I saw somebody put one in an espresso the other day. Don't do that. Oh, what? Don't yeah. do that. They ran the, they ran the, they put it oh. in the, with the coffee the and ran the espresso, yeah, through the puck. I might have to try that. That sounds, that sounds disgusting. Terrible. Yeah. Terribly, <laughs> awesome. terribly awesome. Dude, I've seen people oh, that take like muscle that. milk and they'll put like 10 of them in there and shake, shake it up it. in muscle milk <laughs> as pre workout. What? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah, we yeah. can't talk about anything like that because I don't have a bucket of yak in. <laughs> Sorry, cricket. Yeah, cricket. What's, what's a okay. cricket? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But real quick, real quick before we move on, you should totally mm-hmm. write down a uh, chew-infused spirit. Oh, yeah, tobacco-infused spirit for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't you, you already, dude, uh, you did a tobacco-infused custard at a dinner that we did. Yes, and it was nice and it spicy. Un-fucking real good. Yeah, they did that in uh, Anthony Bourdain. You remember that when he went to? I think it was Keller did it. Keller, Keller did, did it. Originally. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Keller did it originally. That was, that was that's hospitality. Yep. Yep. Was this the same dinner where you made a carrot taste like a steak? Same dinner. Yes, that would be. Yep, the pastrami carrots, the uh, the old pastrami carrots. But yeah, tobacco yeah. tobacco infused booze. Yeah, all day. All right, cool. You got it written cool. down. Yep. Hell yeah. All right, so. As you guys, as we told you guys, there's Dennis. a consultation fee after this. For all <laughs> sure, yeah. We're, I'm, I'm putting a price tag. Yeah. Sorry, I want to fifty years. Um, so Devin's like our bar manager kind of role. Um, you know, he we're very like minded. He is when it, when it comes to flavors, when it comes to foraging, when it comes to uh, you know trying to be a little bit more progressive with what we're serving and not only make something delicious and something craveable, but something that. Um. Is interesting, yeah. You know, and and, and has a, a meaning. Like it's like it's not just some spirit from the store. It's like how can we mix that or infuse that with something that's local or something that we can make a full. It's like a whole story. Each cocktail is cricket, cricket in the cut. Let's let's talk about. Okay, it. so cricket in the cut, for example. So Devin and I went to the woods today, and we were just you know walking around checking out mushroom scene. Yep. Um, we leave. We leave, and then we're heading back, and then we stop because there's a train coming, and we're in Hollywood, South Carolina. You know exactly where I'm talking about, where the train is. And so we're we're waiting on the train, and we roll down the windows, and we're just listening to the train. We turn off the music, and then crickets are just going nuts. And then next thing you know, for some... I think, you, I, think, I think you said, oh, crickets in the cut. Crickets in the cut, like yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, that's a name for a cocktail. Yeah. And, and I, was so, like, I was like, hold up. Here's the pad. How are we doing this right now? Write down crickets in the cut, and then what's in it? Like, yeah. Let's go from there. Because we, we start with a name, or you start with a flavor. Right. You should put crickets in it. Well, that's it's, that's, yeah. that's, where, cricket, we're that's yeah. where we're going with so, that. Cricket garnish? Well, well cricket garnish. Well, cricket okay. sidecar. Cricket sidecar. Cricket sidecar. That's what's up. Okay, so the idea behind nice. it is crickets in the cut. We started talking about, okay, well, do we make it a whiskey drink, or do we make it a moonshine drink? Well, if we're in the country, it should be a moonshine drink, right? Yep. And then we started thinking about, okay, well. We still want smoke. We want smoke in there. We want it to look like whiskey. Look like a Manhattan. Look like a Manhattan, essentially. But build it with smoked and cricket-infused old smoky moonshine. Because, you know, why wouldn't we do that? Yeah. It's just so meta of us. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so we were talking about doing that, infusing crickets in there as well, because they have like a, almost like a spicy, acidic, bright flavor to them. So that way we earthy have... Earthy as well. Lots of 
protein kind of. Lots of protein. Umami. Devin really likes his protein. Umami. Um, So from there, we have our infused spirit, and then we were thinking, okay, what's Southern? Sorghum molasses, right? Sorghum molasses, something like that. And usually in Manhattan, it's, what were you saying? It's whiskey, simple. Whiskey, simple. And Uh, bitters. Well, I mean, in Manhattan, it's, it's, it's two, it's two, one, two, right? So it's the area code for Manhattan, two ounces of bourbon or, you know, corn spirit, right? Right. Grain spirit, two ounce or one ounce, one ounce of vermouth and then two or more dashes of bitters. Right. And so we were, we, we just like what we do with the food, we kind of ripped apart that drink and then we were like, okay, cool. How can we make it look like a Manhattan? What can we substitute? So instead of, you know, the vermouth, we're doing like a sorghum syrup, you know, like a sorghum molasses syrup. Yeah. And so that way, when we actually make the cocktail, it makes the cocktail look brown. It's it's almost more of an old fashioned riff than it it would be a a Manhattan riff. Oh, yeah. It's totally old fashioned. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But same concept of taking an idea, breaking it to its base components, and then each one we remix. So it's like if we're making a margarita. We're remixing all the, each component is going to be different than, it's not just going to be salt rim. Right, exactly. It's like Koji mango salt rim. Right. Like how can we make this interesting? Frozen margarita. How can we make it delicious? With a little bit of mezcal or pachuca. Which goes perfect with the whole thing, vibe that you have at the restaurant as well. Everything everything you do is deconstructed, which I love. Well, Well, I like to say reconstructed. 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 Broken down and then. And then put back we, together. Yeah, it's like taking an old junkyard car, like making a sick junkyard car. Yeah. yeah. You're like, look at all these old cars and old ideas and flavor profiles. Like, right. how do we turn that thing into yeah. like, uh, like the, the Johnny Cash car? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. 54, yeah. 24, 94. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 32, 22. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, so we were talking about doing that with the sorghum molasses. And then instead of doing like orange bitters or something like that, we were talking about doing like black walnut or pecan bitters, mm-hmm. you know, trying to keep it southern. Yeah. And then, so that would be like the cocktail itself. Stirred. Very simple. On a rock. Very simple. On a rock. Looks like a glass of whiskey on a fucking rock, you know? Yeah. Well, then we were like, okay, how can we integrate crickets in here? Obviously, we already put it in the cocktail. It's, but it's a nice whiskey. little. It's a nice little surprise for people who are like, I don't know about crickets. Yeah, I don't know if that that sounds weird. You know what I mean? So realistically, we're not going to tell them that it's in the cocktail. Yeah, but if you've listened to this podcast, you know. know. Now you know. It's yeah. Are you going to tell them after? It's just going to say cricket X. You know, cricket slash bourbon. Or it's click cricket slash moon moonshine slash. Right, charred wood from our hearth slat. You know, it's gonna, it's just gonna say what's in the cocktail, not where it's at in the cocktail. Yeah. So it's right, it, and we're gonna fortify cricket throughout the drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's gonna be, if we can figure out a way to to put cricket into the ice cubes that makes it better for the drink, we'll go the extra mile and do the the one percent thing that's like right. Maybe it's maybe it's not even worth it, but we're crazy. Right. And so for a sidecar with this cocktail, you know, because we still need like our orange and cherry and whatever. So we're at, oh yeah, we were infusing cherry into the sorghum syrup. That's yeah, right. right. And then for a sidecar, we're going to make sour Two. orange gummies. Oh, nice. And we're going to toss those in like a Koji cricket spicy salt and sugar mixture. Yeah. So you're hitting all these flavor profiles. And so then just take a little nibble while you're, you know, yeah. drinking the drink. Yeah. So it's like a cocktail with a snack yeah and then yeah, we're cool. gonna serve a cricket on top of the little gummy so if you want 
go for it. Yeah. If, if you're scared. If you're scared. Try the gummy because that's where the there's cricket in the gummy. There's cricket the everywhere. Soul. Yeah. You're going to eat cricket no matter what. No matter what, yeah. you get cricket. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but and you can it, see them take it off and be like, just so you know, there's cricket in the gummy. There's cricket in the drink. <laughs> you might as well just eat it. We judge people by not. You should. Eh. If you don't eat the cricket. If you don't eat the cricket. If you don't eat the cricket, it's like. Have like a wall of shame. Yeah, like this yeah. dude didn't eat the cricket. He didn't eat the cricket. <laughs> Fucking pussy. Put the cricket yeah. in his pocket and threw you, it away. You can't home. have another one. No more crickets for you. Yeah. Next time you get this drink, you get just the gummy bear. Are they going to be um, locally sourced crickets? No. Like from a pet store? No. Probably from... Probably from <laughs> we're, yeah, I have a bearded dragon at home. And yeah. just stops by the bait shop The bait yeah. shop on the way to work and yeah. grabs a little pail full of uh, crickets. They're live crickets. They're live crickets on top. On a milk carton. <laughs> we're going to have a little banjo playing cricket set just, up at the bar. You just Hell get yeah. the gummy sticky and stick it on there so it can't move and it's just sitting there trying to escape Ooh, the whole time. That's, that's the plate we serve the gummy on. A it's live It's actually cricket? a cricket bucket. It's a bait bucket. That's genius. Yes, write it down. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. You gotta get that's a little mini plate. bait bucket. A yeah. mini bait bucket. Yeah. That's getting added to the consultation fee. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, you get 10 free cricket drinks. 10 free. You cricket know, I'll take drinks. it. Fair. So I'm gonna take that. That was my idea. You don't get any. Yeah. Oh, now I'm it's on kidding. the record. So. <laughs> I'll come watch you drink 10 old fashions. Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> watch me roll out of here or crawl out of here or just sleep on the floor. Yeah. And then we're gonna change it. Yeah. Oh. Because, you know, crickets. Orange. They're in season. Spice. They're in season. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you, you guys you guys are smoke brown liquor connoisseurs, so that's how you drink mezcal. Yeah. With an mm-hmm. orange slice, cricket salt. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in the summertime we switch it up. We make like a mezcal cocktail or whatever. So it's a very plug-and-play concept. So you are going with cherries in the main end. Or the, uh, in, the, in, the, in yeah. the fashion. Yeah, just a, just a, you know, that's a debatable a, topic. Oh, for sure. I would never yeah. put, I would never put a cherry muddled into an old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Muddling is stupid. Muddling is stupid. And also it's I'm, like, it's like the, it's like the flavor. It's, it's the pairing. It's kind of like using those nostalgic hits where it's yeah. like, yeah. still going to have expression. It's right? still an old fashioned, still an old yeah. fashioned, still has all the, right, all the right, components right. of it. Yeah. Nice. So. But it don't taste like an old fashioned. It's like yeah. crickets in the cut. Let's go over the uh, the bar list. Yeah, let's do that real quick. So I got a few minutes, so I have to. Yeah, because I know you got to roll. Um, let's. You want to do it? You want to? Okay, so okay. a little bit, a little yeah. bit of background, a little bit of background. Okay. We are currently writing our liquor inventory menu. We're a very small place. Yep. Naturally, we've got we don't have a lot of storage, and so realistically, as much as we want, you know, five hundred bottles behind the bar. Yeah. We only have nowhere to put that. An allotted space. Yeah. You can't get rid of the deer antlers for, to put whiskey bottles in it. Yeah, we can't <laughs> we can't get rid of that. We can't get rid of the books, the ice shavers, you know, the cool barrels, all that all that fun stuff that's up on the shelf. So, you know, we priorities. Really need to come up with not only a lean, like spirit list, but a great spirit Powerful. list. Powerful. Powerful spirit list. Okay. Well, let's go <laughs> right off of what you got here at the top. Um so the basil, basil Hayden, basil Hayden. Go ahead and nix that. No basil. All right, cool. No basil. Why don't you go ahead and cross <laughs> that shit off? Crushing the <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> The Blantons is cool. Everybody should have Blantons in the bar because you got taters everywhere. They're going to pay taters for want it. Yep. yep. That's right. So that's a good one. Eagle Rare also another good one. Yep. So the Elijah Craig for me, if because you're just going to do the 94 proof regular, um, I'd probably sub that out for something else, only because. What would hit that? It's pretty like what basic. Would, what's something that's not basic? Around the same price point that would... 
I think you're same. really screwing up not having Wild Turkey 101. Heard. Ooh. Yeah, I think you really idea. Why don't we think be, about Wild Turkey, man? It's got to be on the bar. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Evan Williams, good one. Maker's Mark, good one. Um, some people Just like plain, to it. plain Evan Williams. Yeah, plain, yeah, yeah. Get the bottom bond, Evan Williams. Not the. It's a white label. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were talking about you know possibly not having Evan Williams and instead subbing out Old Forester. So if you're going to sub, that's a Craig, Elijah Craig. Go with Old Forester. Okay. Yeah. Old Forester, no Craig. Yeah. Um, and depends on which one too. Depends on like the budget that you have for it because yeah. some of them can get expensive. But. Yeah. For, well, this is kind of like we start. We get a feel for what. The yeah. market once and then what you know people will be like that's cool but like i want this and if if enough people are like we want that then because the old yeah. forcer thing if you get the bottom line uh nobody's gonna drink it no yeah so if you're gonna have to spend the money on that one um and by money i don't it's not a lot yeah what's a, what's a good sub for, for you like if you're talking uh, like 1920s a really good one 1897 is a really for, good one for house but maybe it's maybe it's evan maybe it's e-dub yeah, I would do Evan Williams bottom bond for yeah. house. For, for house, sure. that's a great. Yeah. It's it's a hundred. It's a hundred proof. It it drinks really nicely. It's straight down the middle. Yeah, straight down the middle bourbon. It's super. Yeah, that would be and a great that's, house. And bourbon. that's good for let's say for like a, a mixer too. Like yeah, bourbon mixer yeah. component. Yeah, the, the only thing that scares me a little is the 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 proof. Just because it's, I mean, I don't know. At a hundred proof, it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, if you want, we're, if you, if we're doing two ounce. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't I mean, drink like a hundred proof. I'll, I'll say yeah, that. That's, yeah, yeah. If you're concerned about like the bite or well, drinking the, too the hot, the bite or the effect on the on the guest, because okay. we don't want them to get, we don't want people to get wasted off of one or two drinks. They we shouldn't. want people to be able to. <laughs> they <yeah>. shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't. But but you know. Yeah. But it's it's easy for people to so, have an experience or like oh I want to well, just keep enjoying and then by the time they leave they're regular Evan Williams or Jim Beam could be yeah a good substitute or like for that. the old Forester. I think there's like yeah. a ninety proof old Forester. Okay. or maybe yep. it's eighty six. I can't remember okay. what it is right now. Yeah, um, that would be that's good what, for that's a mixer. What we, that's what we used at, at a, a previous bar that I worked at as yeah. our house, the 86 yeah. bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So another thing that I would consider is Woodford Double Oak. A lot of people like Woodford Double Oak. And if they have, if they see it and they're a bourbon drinker and they see the selection, that's probably, out of everything we just talked about, that's probably what they'll buy. Because cool. they're not going to pay money for Blanton's at a bar. But they would, for, yeah, Woodford is like. But the Woodford Double Oak is just it's right. a great, great pour. Cool. I mean, yeah, I'll do it's it. my go-to. If I if I go to a bar, and I'm not sure about what they have, and but I see that, then that's I'll just I'll get yeah. that. Um, and I came to that conclusion just from from blind taste test to, for fun. I kept landing on, yep, on that as my my pick, and so I I realized that my palate is drawn to that, and so people will you know the same way they come in, can't make up their mind or not sure what they want, but they don't they want to they don't want to play for they see what they they see that yeah they, they, they don't want to pay for blends yeah so good. they're gonna grab that yeah cool. Yeah. Um, what is the Toki? Japanese whiskey. Okay, um, that's the. I think I, so here's here's what I would know. I, sure. I know the. And this is just my opinion, uh, obviously. Uh, all Japanese whiskey is going to be. They're all single malts, more or less. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're scotch. Just so if Japan. if you're okay. going to if you want that flavor profile, I would just get a nice scotch. Well, they have a scotch list. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, if you want, if you really do want a, a Japanese, just, whiskey, for, just for representation, just for, for using in different cocktails, because okay, we'll, we'll want it for I can't see doing list, something so funny, or, yeah. not funny, but you know something yeah. that's right. okay. creative. Fair I'm, enough. Then yeah. I didn't see the. I can't see the sure. list. I'd, I'd be curious on uh, like someone picking it, but if it's going in cocktails, but people are like, oh, Japanese whiskeys in this, right. yeah, yeah, that, but yeah, never had Japanese whiskey before. Penicillin or something, yeah, you know, Japanese penicillin, right? Ginger, ginger, and Japanese whiskey is like that already. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's already the right direction. Yeah, so. and right. Suntory is a good one as well. Yeah. Um, um, cool. The Scotch list is great. 
Yeah, that's just it's again, simple. it's just it's a start. Point. It's just a start. So yeah, I mean, those are the three top. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's more, but that's. I mean, you could go like Pete Monster, stuff like that. It's hard to find, but uh, people, some people like it. The Lagavulin people are crazy. Yeah, yeah, and they're like. I don't know. How, I don't know Col- how many culty. of those you can get in here, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If those people, I'm not sure if those people leave their house. We'll pull some strings. We'll, we'll I don't know that strings. they exist. I know that they exist. Like someone's buying it. We scratch back. We, we scratch backs for scotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a, that's a good list. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I got it. You're gonna, to probably it. gonna have a hard time getting. I hate to do it. I have to, I have to disappear. Yeah, I know you gotta go. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, so we're gonna pick it up it. again. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. we're still going with. Uh, yeah, you guys keep yeah. ripping it, but yeah. Sadly, I have to leave. It's all good. It's okay. You guys cry. You can mute it for a second and cry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let awesome. you keep that. Well, thank you guys for yeah, having, yeah. having me on here. Yeah, for sure. And, thanks, and, for, uh, uh, thanks for coming. Or, yeah. Thanks for hanging out. And, and some great suggestions that kind of get rid of some of our maybe more layman whiskey boys. Yeah. Clear up some issues. Because our beer list is, is going to be, is gonna be stupid. pretty intense. Yeah. You can, you so can kinda, we got to be able to match I, that I feel like you can, mm-hmm. you can kind of, you can talk about that if you, if you want. I mean. Or we can you know, save it for the next one, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know too much about it. You're the fucking nerd. All right, cool. Whatever. So we'll get, yeah, we'll do we'll that. Get we'll get on here. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll nerd out. We'll get some some cool beers. And we'll, yeah, we'll, I'll bring a, I'll bring some Cantillon. We'll drink Cantillon. Cantillon. No, no, never heard of it. No bells ringing. Good, no. good. <laughs> Apparently, it's like three hundred dollars a bottle. Is it really? It's like, yeah, it's like all it's a, wild it's a natural. It's like, it's, it's a lambic. Crazy. It's like really. Blends of different wild ales, wow. barrel aged. Y'all, y'all would fuck with it. Oh, wow. yeah. guaranteed. I'm sure yeah. I would. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super cool stuff. Yeah, there are, there are many alcoholic things I don't fuck with. <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, All right, cool. sayonara. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys. And we're back with Sig Ripper. Sig Ripper. Boom. That's <laughs> <laughs> our. In that short time we were gone, we developed a new metal band. So. <laughs> it's just it's nothing but reverb and d flat yeah that's all slow <laughs> like painfully slow like, that's what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> yes spooky season yes <laughs> dj gus over here smashing the buttons <laughs> hell yeah i think this restaurant looks like a halloween restaurant Dude, I think it'd be dope. I think it's gonna be for, perfect uh, for October. Mm-hmm. For an October opening. I like that uh, you're starting to start selling tickets on Friday thirteenth. <sighs> well, maybe we don't know if this is gonna happen. No, we're not. We're starting reservations on Friday the thirteenth. We don't know if this is gonna happen or not. What? We have all of our permits in hand next week. I may or may not unlock the bar doors. Yeah, just to see. Just to. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> this won't be out next week, so um, it'll be super secret. We're gonna put it out before you open. I think we'll put this out on the sixteenth. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll just make I'll just make all my cooks listen to it during prep, yeah. over and over <laughs> and over. Yeah. You guys have a lot of responsibility in here to keep up with. That's over and over. <laughs> So, yeah, there's no talking. <clears throat> I wanted to give, like, a layout of the restaurant so people know what to expect. Yeah. So, like, uh, when you come in the door, what, what happens? Well, when you come in the door, the first thing, first things first is you see the fire. An um, armpit here. And, well, at, uh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, we can cut that out. <laughs> uh, uh, 
<laughs> we'll cut that out. Note to self. <laughs> so, um, no, you, you come in the door, and the first thing you see is the fire, and you see the bar, and it's just like, you know, we've got all this driftwood and shit sticking out of the walls. We've got moss wall installations that we made ourselves. You know, the vibe is we want people to feel not only comfortable in here, but almost like kind of thought provoking. You know what I mean? Like, for example, our dining room, you know, I painted one of the walls black and there's like skulls and shit everywhere. We've got a ram skull hanging on the wall that we got from a ranch in New Mexico. Nice. And so we're kind of trying to like over there. I noticed when we had all the candles on and stuff, I, I was sitting there listening to the music playing with the volume. Um, it kind of felt uncomfortable. Which I kind of enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like thought provoking. <laughs> yeah. Almost not like, not yeah. like, Ugh, I don't like it in here, but like. Like you wouldn't walk in here and be like, this dude's a metalhead, but you would walk in here and be like, this guy has feelings and it's on the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy has feelings and he, he, he put them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I can see his childhood right there in well, that I mean, corner. The cool thing is, is, you know, we want this place, at least where I come from, the chef, owner, you know, usually it's an extension of that human, mm. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, like, I did all the interior design myself. I mean, we built the place with our bare fucking hands. Yeah. Um, I mean, we only hired contractors when we absolutely had to. Like, when we built the hearth, for example. Yeah. But then, you know, we paid, like, a GC to pull all the permits, and instead of paying a bunch of people to do all the work, we just kind of did it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you will know that I'm a metalhead, especially if you go to the bathroom in the bar, yeah. because the whole back walls in the bathroom are going to be like signed black metal band posters. Nice. You know, that I've been collecting at shows throughout the years or signed LPs that I've been collecting. Um, oh, yeah, that's another thing is all of our music comes from our record player, which is a Bluetooth record player. And so part of our host job is to flip records. Yeah. Which, you know, these little hipster girls nowadays <laughs> love it. Yeah. Do you have to teach them how to do it? No, I actually had to write a <laughs> music guide. Really? So, because we're not necessarily like your average restaurant, we don't, we don't expect people to come into this bar and then, like, turn over immediately. Like, I don't want people coming in here for 30 minutes, grabbing a drink, and then leaving. Sure. We want people to feel super comfortable in here. We want people hanging out for hours. Yeah. This is not the place that you stop to get a drink on your way to get a drink somewhere else on your way to this, right. this is your destination. This is your destination yeah. for the night. This is it. Yeah. And, you know, we really wanted to capitalize that off of that as far as, you know, we've got the patios. So say you like at first we're not going to see the patios, but if you want to grab a cocktail and wait for a table at the bar and sit on the patio and drink your cocktail, that's fine. But yeah. you got to order all your shit at the bar and you got to bring your glasses back inside. Yeah. You know, uh, and because we will make a note that you're a messy piece of shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we will. Yeah. And so that way, next time you come back, we're like, hey, watch this messy piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go out, check on them. You know, make sure they're not flicking cigarette butts. All those flicking days. cigarette butts. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're not allowing any smoking on our patio. Um, okay, yeah, we're not doing any of that shit. Are you going to try or are you allowed to do like any like little fire pits or anything out there? Anything small? <sighs> I would like to. Um, I can't guarantee what, how stoked the fire marshal will be on that. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine, <laughs> oh, especially man. with the, like 
the overhead like lattice thing, thing that's going on out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, it's it's all live grapevines. They're all twenty five year old grapevines. Oh They're wow. Muscadine grapes. Yeah. So yeah. you know our patio isn't just a patio. It's got the irrigation system. Excuse me. <laughs> um, it's got the irrigation system. We're actually talking to a couple of different like local microgreen farmers, um, friends of the restaurant, friends of the team. Sure. And we're trying to actually have them take that over. Cool. And so that way it'll, it's good promotion for them. And we can literally pick all of our garnishes yeah. every uh, okay. day on the patio right before service. So just ha- have them come out here and set up actual like some grow stations or whatever you want to call it right that'd be cool right and so you know naturally all of our cooks go out right before service pull all of their microgreens all of their garnishes all of their flowers all of their whatever Dude, the how fuck cool is that you yeah. know and same thing with bar you know like i want i want bar to get a lot of their mint and yeah naturally we have to supplement but you yeah. know sure maybe there's like a really dope like anise hyssop or something like that that a leaf is plenty for a garnish, right, right, for a drink, you know what I'm saying, and so like maybe they can go out and they can flip that right before service, yeah, yeah, you know, and even like mid service, I'm okay with cooks being like, I mean, I'm not okay with it, <laughs> like if it's staged, I'm cool with it, but you know, maybe mid service, I or a member of my team step out onto the patio while people are sitting down having cocktails, so on and so forth, and maybe we clip microgreens right in front of the guest, yeah. Yeah, that way sure. the grass is like the guest is like holy shit. Oh, this shit. is like this is being grown right here. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, like oh, you guys said you're local. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and local, then we're gonna local we're, AF. We're gonna put a we're gonna put a hog pen on the roof. You know, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> then you could crucify someone for peeing in the bushes. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean. Luckily, because of the location, because we're not downtown, yeah. we don't really have to worry about that. Sure. A lot of the time, I mean, sometimes there, I I have come in here early as hell in the morning, and I have found random fucking people hanging out on the patio, and I'm just like, can I help you? What can I do for you? How yeah. can I assist you right now? And they're like, oh, I'm just chilling. I'm like, no, you're not. Not anymore. You can fuck off. Yeah. You know, because it's a big, that's a big thing about <laughs> us is that, you know, like... What I've noticed about a lot of restaurants nowadays is that the guests have gotten too comfortable because too many restaurants are allowing the dumbest shit in their businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you come in here, like we don't have a sign for a reason. There is no sign on this restaurant. There's only a little logo in the bottom of the window. Yeah. It doesn't even say the name of the fucking restaurant. So yeah. people, are, people are constantly walking by like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, if you know, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the big reason for that is, you know, in Charleston, there's a lot of tourism. There's yeah. a lot of young families. There's a lot of stuff like that. We are not that restaurant. Right. At all. You yeah. know, like our demographic is 20s to maybe early 50s tops. Right? Yeah. Tops. You know, granted, there's going to be, you know, some older cats that come in here that are really cool that we really appreciate. And, you know, they're going to be regulars, but... For the most part, the neighborhood, we were opening up in the middle of a fucking neighborhood that has nothing. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> I mean, the real estate in this neighborhood alone has doubled in the past three years. Yeah. And your demographic is, is largely all, all in the neighborhood. neighborhood. Yes, yeah. What's right exactly. Here. And even, even, the, even the families that you were like, you know, this isn't not necessarily, you know, a family restaurant is your target. Like, mm-hmm. those mom and dads that are looking for, you know, a quick night out to have a date, date a little night. date night. 
right down the street, you know, easy to get a sitter and pop 15 minutes down the road and get away for a couple hours. Right. Yeah. In fact, they don't even need to drive. Yeah. They hell can yeah. walk over yeah. here from the neighborhood. Absolutely. You know what I mean? From their house. And so like, you know, it's because we're doing that, we're cutting out a lot of that bullshit riffraff that you see downtown, you know, like the steakhouse crowd yeah. or the touristy seafood crowd. You know, like we you definitely don't want the Hyams crowd here. We do not want them here. And you know, if you if you come in and you've got a small child, sorry, we don't have any high shares. Yeah. If you come in, like we've been getting our systems together this week, like really trying to push to make this opening happen. We actually start training on Monday, so nice. we're bringing our whole staff in. We're gonna start training, which is we've been very blessed in that aspect that we've been able to fully staff our restaurant because you know that's a big problem that a lot of restaurants here in Charleston are having. And why do you way, think, why do you think it was so easy for you? Because we're, I, take, because we're, we're taking care of our people. Okay. You know, we're taking, we're taking care of our people. Um, the way that we kind of work it. Uh, so all of our line cooks are on salary. Nice. Not only does that help them out, but that helps us out. Yeah. Because if you've ever worked in a restaurant, overtime is a very serious issue. Mm-hmm. It's a very serious issue. And where does overtime always occur in the fucking kitchen? kitchen yeah. You know, so everybody's on salary. It's a very decent salary. It breaks down to you're making $20, $20 plus an hour if you work 40 to 50 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And on top of that, we're not going to have food runners here. And so the cooks, because we're so organized and we have multiple kitchens, so it's not like you have one kitchen providing all of these bar snacks yeah. and then a separate menu for the dining room and then the taste menu and like so on and so forth. We've got two kitchens. So that's freeing up a lot of our cooks and our size you know yeah it's freeing up our cooks because we're so organized those cooks are actually expected to run their dishes to the tables and talk about that and they'll get uh tips on top of it so it's like it's beautiful so because they do that because we don't have food runners or essays the cooks get tipped out like a food runner or an essay yeah and so you know realistically after it's all said and done our cooks here we're paying about like if you factor in taxes as well or taxes, uh, tips. If you factor in tips as well, you're looking at, you're going to be making about 50 plus K a year as a fucking line cook here. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty cool. You know, and then yeah, the way that's that, how you're able to get people because nobody does that. Nobody does that. And the way that we built the kitchen and designed the kitchen is we don't have prep cooks here. The only prep cooks are myself and my chef de cuisine and our sous chef. Yeah. Um, we don't have any dishwashers during the day, so you're expected to clean up after yourself. But the way that we design the kitchen is that everything that you need on your station is there. And that even comes down to every hotline station has its own fucking stove. Yeah. They've got their own induction burner in yeah. the pass so they can slide over sauces if they're in the weeds and whoever's working the outside of the pass can sauce and help them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... It's a very different way of doing things, but it's creating a lot of accountability for my staff. And it's like what I try to tell every single one of my cooks, especially through the interviewing process and everything. It was just like, we are here to build chefs. We want this to be a chef factory. Yeah. You know, we don't want you to make lateral moves here. We want you to constantly be progressing. You know, I want my cooks here to to do so well that they have items on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have, they have dishes that they're working on. You know, we all work on everything together. Um, it makes them part of the restaurant. They're not just part working of the restaurant. here. They're actually, they're, they're physically invested into it. Right. Because they're getting training out of it. They're moving forward. And I'm sure the satisfaction that they're going to get just from 
being able to run the food and get compliments constantly. I mean, right. It's going to be crazy. And that's, that's another big thing about me is there's a lot of chefs, you know, not, not just down here, but all over the place that take the credit for everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm the last fucking person that's going to do that. So if somebody comes up to the kitchen and, you know, Sam's standing there and they say, Oh, chef George, that was so good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you can just call me George and I didn't cook your food. These guys did. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to tell them that it was good. Don't yeah. tell me that it was fucking good. Yeah, you told me had the and and the, the way the kitchen is set up is it doesn't matter where you sit, you can see what's going on back there. And you were talking about how like, you know, someone comes up and tells me how great X dish was, you you want to walk them to the kitchen and say, "Hey, so and so meat." Yep. So and so patrons, they really liked your dish. Why don't you tell them about it? Right. Where where the hell else do you get an experience like that without paying buku money to yep. sit at a private table? Right. Well, the thing is is we, you know, I come from very very fancy experiences up in chicago yeah and so we wanted to the my biggest issue with working in those restaurants was that i couldn't have my friends come in and eat you know because even if it was half price they're still spending over 150 dollars just for food just for the taste menu that's no booze that's no service that's no nothing you know so we wanted to create an experience you know it's it's kind of like a for us by us mindset to where cooks who don't make a lot of money can afford to come in and eat yeah a really dope meal yeah you know like a really creative meal and not have it completely fucking break the bank yeah you know it's not one of those places that i mean can can you make it really fucking expensive here yeah i mean because we got supplements all over our menu you know we've got caviar supplements which are you know plus 25 dollars for seven grams we've got you know black truffle and white truffle supplements, you know, when the season's right. Right. We've got foie gras supplements on the steak. And so, you know, if you, if you like, our tasting menus, we're advertising as seven courses. Actually, it comes out to be about nine or ten courses. Nice. Right. And we're charging 95 bucks for it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Which is wild. crazy, right? And oh, then yeah. there's also all these supplements on there. So you can pay 95 bucks. You can have a great experience. It's going to be a really great time, like whatever. Or if you feel like balling out, you can get all the supplements and then... The max that you can pay, if it's including the supplements and everything for the tasting menu, which, like I said, nine, ten courses, we're looking at 140 bucks a person. Jesus, dude. that's You'd spend that in liquor at most, most fancy Easy. places. You know? yeah. The one thing that I think is really cool about the way you have it set up is, <coughs> unlike a lot of other restaurants where you order, you order a dish and you've got one person cooking this thing and then another person adds their part to the plate and then someone finishes and garnishes and then it gets pushed out, and that person only touched one piece. Right. Each station is for a specific set of, of dishes or parts of that right of that course, if you will. And so that individual is responsible for cooking that same thing start to finish all night long. Yeah, so it's like every single station in our kitchen, in both kitchens really, is set up to be its own kitchen. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. And so... Yeah, because you're going to have them working independently. Like, this this, mm-hmm. this kitchen has a different menu, totally different layout set up than that kitchen. Right. Yeah. Right. So, it's like two restaurants in one. It's two restaurants in one, and then we're offering the tasting menu as well. So, you know, back in the day, McCready's, but pre-tasting room... Mm-hmm. I thought it was so much fun because, you know, they offered like a, it was like a seven course for like 75 bucks or something like that or 65 bucks. And then they also had the a la carte menu, right? That was right. a small menu. That's exactly what we want to do next door in the dining room. 
because, you know, it's like I'm saying, you can build your experience. If you want to come in and just kind of like, oh, well, we just want to get a couple plates and we just want to share them and then we want to have a glass of wine, whatever. Like, yeah, you can do that. Or you can come in, ball out, spend 140 bucks on a baller tasting menu with yeah. foie gras, truffle, the whole fucking nine, and then get a pairing for an additional, you know, 80 bucks or whatever. And so you're all in for 225 a head. And you just had a two and a half hour dining experience that you're never going to fucking forget. Yeah. 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 You know? Well, so like, I, I just love the, the chef thing because like, if you go to like, Cir- like Circa, for instance, mm-hmm. I went to Circa one, like several years ago and right. uh, we go in there and sit down and the server brings out like this tiny, it's one taste. Like it's a bite and a mm-hmm. spoon, you know, amuse, and it's the amuse douche. Yeah. Is that what it's called? It's well, it's amuse, amuse, bouche. amuse, bouche, yeah. Oh, gotcha. But, but I call it the amuse douche. But amuse when they, douche. it's like, it is what it is, but it's like a free taste. But when they bring it out and they go, the chef made this for you. And then you're like, Oh, f- for me, the chef made this, you know what I mean? Like, I know that's not, that's not what's going on. Right. But to have an actual chef come and be like, hi, I'm your chef tonight. Yeah. And like, here's what's going on, you know, and it's. This is a dish that I made that I spent yeah. seven hours prepping today. Yeah. yeah. And I got here at 11 o'clock this morning because I have killer anxiety to make sure that all my shit's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, because I got here at 11 and first dining, like my first dish went out at six. That means that there's what seven hours of fucking prep yeah Yeah. and hard 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 push to get to that point right but if you run here if you get all your shit done service is a fucking dream yeah you are chilling yeah we have 28 seats in our dining room we have we're doing 45 covers a night in our dining room naturally to start but it's an experience, yeah. you yeah. know? And so if you don't fucking have time to run your food, we got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like right. it's, 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 it, to me, it's, it's fucking silly how a lot of restaurants try to run everything. And you know, you have all these prep cooks, you have all the daytime dishwashers, the nighttime dishwashers, the AM Sue's, the PM Sue's, the Colmies, like the whole fucking nine. Right. There's so many sets of hands that are touching your fucking mashed potatoes before they get before <laughs> yeah. they get to you. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like there's so many there's so many opportunities for things to quality to get dropped for right. continuity to be lost in the dish and the flavors. That's why I think it's cool about the way the stations are set up is right because that cook he may he or she may have five dishes that they're responsible for that night. Right, but that's all they're focusing on, and that's they're focusing it. on it from beginning to end. Yep. And I also think it's cool the way you have service set up where there's no talking in the kitchen. You have one individual who's calling them out. Yeah, we have one. We have one printer. One printer, right? Yeah. But then, but then you were talking about how he doesn't even have to talk because each of those five dishes that that individual is cooking has a separate plate. Right. So they can look at the plate that's on there and know which dish they're supposed to cook. You, you literally can't fuck it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's so cool. It's, it's from working in, you know, like I said, crazy fine dining experiences up in Chicago. And so it's like my, my goal really is to still have that same work ethic, still carry that same standard. Yeah. Still have that same discipline while still maintaining finesse. And I know chefs never say it, but just so the listeners know, he's talking about Michelin star restaurants that like he comes from a high pedigree 
Yeah. I know, I know. But I hang out. Yeah, I know. But people should understand that it's not it's not like a guy that worked at McDonald's for ten years. I mean, like you you know your shit. You're you've been through the fire and you've come out the other side with these crazy ideas that are amazing. Well, I, I credit a lot of that to, you know, my time in Chicago. Like before that I was in New York for a little bit and then, you know, I've I've kind of been a little bit of everywhere when it comes to cooking. But um I credit it a lot to the restaurants that I'm used to working, like the chefs that I'm used to working for first off are fucking technique wizards, like fucking wizards. And then the restaurants, the standards are so high. And Mm -hmm. when you have a Michelin star, you have to keep fucking re-earning it. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't just fucking give it to you. And then you're like, cool, we got a Michelin star. They don't just hang a black and They can take that shit away. Wow. And so, yeah, we and got... Do you, do you know when you're going to have to test for it, or they just pop in whenever the fuck they want? <sighs> that's, a, that's a fun game to play. I bet it is. So, <laughs> if you've been in the business enough, you know, like, there's that fucking stupid-ass movie, Burnt, yeah. where they're yeah. like, oh, they dropped a napkin, and they got a tasting menu in and all the cart, and somebody got by the glass, and somebody got the pairing. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you how false that is. Okay. All right, so nine times out of ten... If it's, you know, a Michelin restaurant or something like that, and they do offer a tasting menu, the whole fucking table has to participate. So you can't have one person get a la carte, one person get tasting. You know, maybe like in France in like 1972. Sure. You know what I mean? But that's not the fucking case. And then on top of that, like there, there are a couple things that you look for, like the whole like, oh, somebody will like drop a fork. Like, that's, that's what we used to notice. And it's not like they would intentionally drop it where you could hear it. They would, like, hide it on the ground. Oh, shit. Behind their foot to see if the servers would paying, take attention, up paying attention yeah. to everything. To every little fucking detail. Yeah. Or they'll go to the bathroom, for example, and then they'll dry their hands, their, ball, their paper towel, and they will put it behind the trash can. Jesus. So it's not in the trash can, but it's behind the trash can. It's setting, trying to set you up for failure. They say they set traps all over the fucking place. And so that way, what they'll do, they'll do that at the beginning of the meal, and then they'll come back Go later back. in the meal to see if the paper towel's still there. See if the bathroom's being checked and, clean, and clean, tidied up. Right. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it is one of those moments to where every day is the fucking Super Bowl up yeah. there. Every fucking day is the Super Bowl. And that's because it's so beat into my head that that's... That's the fucking standard. Every yeah. day is perfect. Every day is perfect. Yeah. You know, it's it's fucking Belichick football. Yeah. You know, like good way to put it. We don't fucking go out and party. Yeah. We're here to ruin everyone's minds. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm also very adamant about my cooks, my staff, my servers, my bartenders. You're not allowed to fucking talk shit about other restaurants. I don't care. I don't yeah. care what they did to you. I don't care. There's, a, there's an age-old saying. It's how many cooks does it take to screw in a light bulb? Three. It's one to actually do it, and two of them have to tell you how they did it at their last job. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, got it. you know, with us, it's like you don't talk shit to other restaurants. You don't talk shit about other restaurants. You don't. Yeah. If you want to mingle with friends and so on and so forth, I mean, we're, we're even to the point to where, like, I'm thinking about making my staff sign fucking NDAs. Yeah. You're not allowed to talk about shit that happens in these walls. You probably should. You know, I mean, or better yet, say we have a guest that comes in with a special someone one night, right? And then the next night they come in with another special someone, right? And then next thing you know, special someone two runs in the door and they're like, 
well, did my husband come in or my wife come in with a different so-and-so? Yeah. We are not allowed to disclose that information to you. I'm sorry. We don't talk about our guests. Yeah. You know, just like fucking pros. Yeah. That's what we need to be. We need to be fucking pros. We need to exercise discretion. We need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if you wanna if you wanna be the best, you have to act like the best. Yeah. Your yeah. job your job is to create an experience and provide excellent service and food. Right. Not to pay attention to who your your husband is bringing in every other day. I don't care who who he's here with or who she's here with. The other side of it too <laughs> about like being down here and not having tourists in here. That's a benefit. Is a lot of people like we see it. People come down to Charleston and and we take them somewhere to eat and they're like, our server has not showed up yet. And I'm like, no, I know. They're letting you look at the menu, get settled. And then they're like, it's been 20 minutes since we ordered. Like, I know. It's because they're actually cooking yeah. food. Like, there, it's, it's not takes a while to create this stuff. So it's like you go to eat in Charleston. Typically, you're going to spend an hour, hour and a half in there. I would lose my fucking mind. What? I would lose my mind if it took 20 minutes on a ticket time. Oh, yeah. So our ticket times, we try to keep them at uh, eight minutes or below. Well, I just mean that the people are not going to come in here and eat and leave. Like, it's, it's, no, you, absolutely you're supposed not. to have a you're very extended, yeah, have an extended experience. You're paying to be in here. We're well, not, I mean, you're not trying to just push people in and out of the door. And to like circle back to like when we were talking about, you circle know, back. the fact that we were playing vinyl, you know, that yeah. like that, that whole thing, we've thought about every little detail to the point to where that whole thing plays into, you know, I created a schedule and that's because we want highs and we want lows throughout service. Yeah. We want it to be like, if you're sitting here for two hours, I want you to not only hear bluegrass or Nancy Sinatra or some shit like that, but I want you to hear Nas. I want you to hear fucking Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) Hell yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, we've gotten really fucking obscure to the point to where we even have fucking movie soundtracks here. Nice. Last of the Mohicans. Oh, no. <laughs> the Patriot. We're a little bit weirder than that. No, okay. So, so I've, been, I've been hooked on the It Follows soundtrack a nice. lot lately because it's got that, like, dark synth wave vibe to it. All right. And it's just, like, it's kind of creepy. It's beautiful with the space. Yeah. Um, it's such a unique... Man... You the, you just keep talking and and just, it's just layers upon layers of of I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it this this is a place that you've got to come and experience we can talk about this on the podcast for hours right but you've got to come experience it right yeah it's I mean it's different it's you know a, a big way that we started with the design of the place is that it's like if somebody else does it in Charleston we can't yeah you know I've had people come in here and say wow, this is weird because it's, you know, not your usual pastel fucking walls. Yeah, and like, like Gus says, it's, it doesn't look like some chick's Instagram page. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, do I think we will be on the Instagram pages? Of course I fucking do because our space looks tight. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. But, well, you and know, then it doesn't look like, it's not, it's not green and pink and yellow. It's like, right. Yeah, it and doesn't look like a... Rose gold. There's yeah. not like fucking wings on the wall yeah. to take a fucking <laughs> selfie in front of. You know what I mean? Are you not like, doing that? No, that was you. Just talk shit about a restaurant. There's, <laughs> <laughs> where's your NDA? Yeah, I don't know. Was, it, was it? Was that? A, is, does that? Does that exist at a restaurant? Uh, it, it, well, it exists at a restaurant. I thought it was um, at that champagne bar. What champagne bar? The place you did the menu for. No, 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 no. no there's a tequi- no, there's a there. tequila and like there's a Mexican and like a, I don't want to say upscale, but it's like there's like a, a Mexican restaurant in Goose Creek that's got a huge tequila. 
uh, selection. Yeah. It's like all they sell. Yeah. And uh, they have some kind of like wing thing outside on the patio you can take pictures with. Of course they fucking do. Yeah, of course they do. Because it's a very original idea. Super yeah. original. So yeah. original. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah. your infinity death. The, t- the, the, food, <laughs> the food was terrible. So. Oh, I mean, well, that's, that's, that's the thing too is, you know, most restaurants down here, it's like they want to do what everyone else is fucking doing. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, it's, I'm watching somewhere. I'm watching that this other restaurant succeed, so I'm gonna do that so that I can be a part of that yeah. profit or whatever the fucking case may be. Yeah. And then you know, you got another restaurant that's like, oh well, I really like the ordinary, so I want to open up a restaurant that's just like the ordinary across yeah. the street from the ordinary. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, so is anybody fucking got an original idea anymore? No, that's yeah. not a thing. You know what I mean? Like. Even with our food, you might look at it and be like, oh, my God, that's the fucking craziest thing I've ever seen. But realistically, there's fucking 800 people that did it before we did. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're not reinventing the wheel, but at the same time, we don't want, like, if a restaurant down here is doing a, let's just make it simple. Let's say if a restaurant down here is doing, like, frog legs with, like, fucking chili crisp and, I don't know, some fucking mayonnaise or some shit, right? Nice. Say somebody's doing something like that. Uh, we're never, you're never going to see those three. We will do frog legs. Yeah, that's fucking, that sounds great. You know what I mean? But you're, it's not going to be with chili crisp mayonnaise, tell you that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like everyone down here is doing the same fucking set. Right. right. I swear to God, if I see swordfish pastrami one more time, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Swordfish pastrami <laughs> on top of shrimp and grits. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Underneath a microgreen salad. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, it's, and that's another thing is, you know, not trying to throw shade at anybody or anything like that. Can it's, we add pimento cheese in there somehow? What do you think the grits were thickened with? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of a little bit of fucking red eye gravy on top. Yeah. Call it a day. Hey, dude. Call Some it a hoppin day. John. Oh man, don't get me wrong. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, it is. Right, but like, if the market is oversaturated with the same shit yeah. everywhere you fucking go, then what's the fucking point? Yeah. You know, like, I think I think individuality really. I it, I learned a lot about it when I did work in Chicago because mm-hmm. you know, there's. God knows how many restaurants in Chicago. You know what I mean? Let's say let's say there's, you know, 8,000 fucking restaurants just in the city of Chicago. Right? Well, 20 of them have Michelin stars. Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of them has three Michelin stars. Three of them have two Michelin stars. And then the rest is one star. Right. You know, not trying to down credit anybody who has a star because that shit is fucking hard to get. Right. But like... It just kind of turns into the reason why those restaurants are on that list is because they're offering a different experience. Mm. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, I think Michelin's fucking stupid. <laughs> if Michelin comes to fucking Charleston and they give us a star, great. If it were me and I was the only fucking cook here, or if I had some of the gangsters that I'm used to working with up in Chicago <laughs> and New York and stuff like that, yeah, they would give us the star and we'd be like, fuck that, send it back. <laughs> We do not fucking care. Don't care. Yeah. We don't want that pressure hanging over our heads. It does seem like a lot of unnecessary pressure. It's so fucking unnecessary. Because this needs to be fun. You can't be, I mean, you got to be focused, but, it, it but seemed, you also need to be able to have fun here. Right. Yeah, and it seems to me that at the end of the day, and this is just outside looking in kind of thing, that the Michelin star, Michelin stars are just, it's just an excuse for the restaurant to be able to charge a ridiculous amount of money. It's a fucking tire company. 
yeah. telling you if your food is good or not. <laughs> yeah, you were the one that actually told me that. I never knew that. Get yeah. the fuck it's the out same, of it's here. It's the same Michelin. Yeah, it's Michelin. Yeah. And it started as a travel guide, right? They were trying to yeah. get people to, to yeah. buy new to buy more tires. Yeah. Nobody was driving anywhere, and they were like, well, why don't we fucking yep. let's, find let's, restaurants? Let's rate some restaurants. Yeah. Restaurants, hotels, yeah. like yeah. everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. That way people will get out of their house and spend some money. <laughs> and you got to buy some more tires because all you're driving. That's fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, it just it just kind of turns into you know, and most most chefs that you know I guess come from the same pedigree as I do or the same background as I do, um, they'll all say the same shit. They'll all Sniper. be like, "Fuck that motherfucker." Um, <laughs> but they'll all say the same shit. They'll all be like, "Well, it's just a fucking formula." Yeah, because realistically, it's a fucking formula. You know what I mean? Like a Michelin star dish, it's a formula. Does it really? have all the textures? Like. All of the textures. Cool. Done. Is everything seasoned well? Cool. Done. Uh, like, it has to have, it has to be seasoned with acid, sugar, salt, some sort of heat. Yeah. Everything. You season everything with fucking vinegar. You know what I mean? Did you pass your puree three fucking times through a chinois? <laughs> Is there any grit on it? You know, it's, it's like, that's why when I go to a lot of, like, cities like New York or, you know, San Francisco or something like that, yeah, there's a couple of Michelin restaurants that I'm like stoked to go eat at, and like I've always wanted to try, and I've got like a bucket list of places that I want to go to in Europe. Yeah, but I know exactly what I'm gonna get at yeah. most of the places. It's like, okay, well, what's yeah. the formula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. is there a chawamushi on the fucking menu? No way. You know what? I mean? <laughs> yeah. what? And so, like, you know, that's that's kind of like with us, we want to be as fucking playful as possible with yeah. our food. So you, you, you find you or you ha, you find or you have found a a happy crossroads between being able to make and create what you want and keep it unique, but also be successful, right? Without having to do what everyone else is doing around the corner, and that's kind of the met your right. your formula, right? right? Well, yeah. I mean, like when you boil everything down, it still needs to be a sustainable business. Yeah, right. You know, we have investors that need to be paid back. Mm-hmm. We have staff that we want to give raises to. Sure. You know, like, and, the, and going back to the way that we treat our staff and the reason why we had so many people that came out and we were able to fully staff our restaurant is because, I mean, not only are we offering, I mean, servers make two thirteen an hour in fucking Charleston plus tips. Jeez. We're paying them five bucks an hour plus tips. Yeah. You know, so we're automatically doing a little bit more than doubling that. Yeah. Most bartenders should make about seven twenty-five an hour. We're paying all of our bartenders $10 an hour plus tips. Yeah. You know, we're paying our hosts $18 an hour. That's downtown prices, and we're in fucking neighborhood in Avondale. Yeah. You know, we're offering three weeks of paid vacation annually. Wow. No shit. Three weeks. That's not something that happens. Good for you, dude. We're doing, so we're going to do two weeks in January. But I just changed, I, I don't mean, I just changed jobs. I to yeah. a corporate company, mm-hmm. and and I won't I won't say who, but it is a a large corporate company. You would right? know them, and I and I mm. get, I get three weeks of paid vacation. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing: is in in our experience, you know, especially post COVID, we need to take care of the people who are taking care of us. Right? Yeah. Like this wouldn't be a fucking. I wouldn't be here talking to you guys if it wasn't for the staff doing their fucking job. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Devin, for example, we wouldn't have even talked about whiskey or beers or all kinds of cool shit if it wasn't for him. Right. You know? And so that's why I'm always about, like, giving credit where it's due. Sure. 
you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with, I'm going to step back and I'm going to put my ego to the fucking side and I'm going to give credit where it's fucking due. Mm-hmm. You know, and not only are you getting the paid three weeks off, you're getting all this other stuff, right? Eventually, we want to work into brunch, right? Like, eventually, maybe one, one day maybe in 2024, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we're offering, you get the same two days off in a row every week working in a restaurant. That doesn't fucking exist in Charleston because everybody thinks they need to be open for seven days. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of restaurants that actually, you know, they'll close for a day. It seems like Mondays are, like, a good a good. Some of them are closed on Mondays. I mean, we're going to be closed on Mondays, but mainly it's because our location is fucking dead on Mondays. Yeah. You know, like, originally we were talking about being open, say, instead of being open, you know, Tuesday through Saturday, which is what we're going to be doing, we could have been open, say, Thursday through Monday and had a little bit of a different schedule. And, like, we really explored these ideas because that way we would have a restaurant not only that was open on Sundays and Mondays when everybody else is closed. Yeah. But people who are off work that work at other restaurants have an opportunity to come in. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. they're off. Yep. That never fucking happens. Yeah. I whenever I didn't I've never worked in this kind of like service industry. I was a, a DJ in college. I worked in a lot of bars, but I was there was a particular club I worked in for a long time. And that was the big thing. Like when you had a night off you, you went to other clubs where your friends worked and you, right. you experienced what they did and what, what kind of environment and vibe they're creating and, you know, right. what, what kind of stuff are they making behind the bar? What kind of music are they playing? And, it, and then they reciprocated. They came and they throw big tips and make sure that, you know. Exactly. You and it, it, it becomes of. a community. Right. And that's, that's another thing is, you know, I've, I've beat this horse to death, but it's like our whole ethos needs to be based around not only do we take care of our guests, but if you work in the industry, yeah, we're going to take real fucking good care of you. Yeah. Naturally, if you are a cook or a dishwasher or something like that, don't get me wrong. If you're a fucking sous chef, yeah, we'll send you a couple dishes. If you're, if you're a CDC or an executive chef, yeah, we'll send you one or two things. But the whole point is those people, those upper management tier, they can afford to they come can fucking afford to right, yeah. right. You know what I mean? Those cooks cannot. Yeah. They're going to walk in, even even for a $90, $95 fucking menu, they're sure. going to walk in and they'll be like, no fucking way. Right. That's my beer money for the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, for us, it's like, cool. Well, why don't you go ahead and come in and fucking make your reservation? And we wanted to silently get around that it's like, oh, well, I'm a cook, and it's 95 bucks for the tasting, but they charge me, like, 60 bucks. Yeah. You know? And it's all about, like, love. You know, like, if you're torn between two dishes on the fucking menu, not even just for industry, but for anybody in general, if you're torn between two dishes, you're like, oh, what do I want, the broccoli or the Brussels sprouts? And the server is like, oh, well, you know, I really like the Brussels sprouts. And so say they order the Brussels sprouts, right? Well, we're going to send them the broccoli because they wanted to try it anyways. Yeah. Hospitality. That's the yeah. name of the yeah. fucking game. And, and what people did it, forget I mean, it. What did it yeah. really cost you? Right? Yeah. It's... It's, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what it gained you is, is a repeat yeah, customer. Yeah. Yep. They and will a be story. Back. And the, a story, a memory. That's the thing that the, the food scene in Charleston, that's, that's every restaurant I've been to is because somebody told me that I have to go there and I, because of this reason or that reason. Right. So it's like when you start doing stuff like that here, 
People are going to leave like, you haven't been to Bearcat yet? You got to go check it out. Because, and they're going to list off this laundry, and then it's, it's like, it's, it, it's the best business card you can buy. Right. And like, even say, say, you know, it happens in every restaurant, right? It happens, the situation that I'm talking about is, you know, say that you have somebody setting a table 14 or whatever the fucking table mm-hmm. number is. Um, well, you, you, it's, it's six fifty. It's six fifty, and we got another. T- we need that table at seven, and they're on mains. Fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So what we do is because we have you know a double sided patio, we'll walk up to the guest instead of saying, "Hey, we need your table" or whatever the fuck the case may be. We put it on our reservation system. This is how long you have with us. Yeah. You know, make it fucking count. Yeah. You know, and if you go over, like, say you get the taste menu and you're on your dessert courses and we have a couple that's waiting and they've been waiting for 10 minutes to, get, to sit down, well, we want to make sure that we can maybe move them. Would you like to come out to the patio and have a cocktail with your dessert and the cocktail's on us? Yeah. yeah. You know, so the way that we like to, the way that I like to say it is that I like to move people around the space. I want them to see everything. Sure. Yeah. You know, I want them to experience everything. You know, say you come in and you've got a 6.30 reservation, and, but you want to come into the bar, have a drink, and have a snack because it's a completely different fucking menu in the bar than what it is in the restaurant or in the dining right, room. Yeah. And so there's shit that people are going to want to eat here that you can only get in the bar. Yeah. And if you got a reservation, sorry, you can't order it. But maybe, maybe, depending on how cool you are, to us, maybe we'll be cool to you and be yeah. like, I know you wanted to try the foie gras bow buns, so we may have like pulled something off for you right. and dropped that on the table for them. And they're just like, that's the fucking coolest thing that somebody's ever fucking done for me. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? And it's yeah, like, yeah. because we're paying attention. Right. You know, it's, it's an experience. It's a memory. It's, if you, and all of that starts, like all of the taking care of your guests, that starts taking care of your staff. Yeah. So because we're offering three weeks of paid vacation, right? Because we're offering two days off a week, no matter what. Because we're offer we don't we're not open for any major holidays. Hell yeah. One of our bartenders flipped out when I told her, I said, We're closed on New Year's Eve. And she said, What? I said, Yeah, it's just gonna be business as usual on New Year's Eve. And she said, I've never been off on New Year's Eve. And I said, Well, you going to learn today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now you get to go find out what New Year's Eve is like. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's if our staff's happy, then they're selling more. Mm-hmm. They're keeping the guest happy. Then next thing you know, the business is taking care of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's all about taking care of the people who are running the business. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where that's where a lot of restaurants fuck up nowadays. A yeah. lot of, and they've been fucking up that way. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot, a lot more of a change in culture in the industry to where you, you're seeing more people offering PTO. You're seeing yeah. more people offer, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, by 2025, we want to offer health insurance for all of our full, full-time employees that we pay a minimum of half of. That's cool, man. You know, so you get your paid time off. We honor requests off once every 90 days. Yeah. You want to go see a fucking show? Go see your show. Have fun. You know what I mean? You can get that. That, that means that aside from being closed for two weeks in January and being closed for a week in the summertime, mm-hmm. 
you still get to have time off in between those times? What the fuck? And you get your two days off a week? What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? But the trade-off, if, if we're taking care of you, you need to take care of us. Yeah. So when you're here. When you're here, you're, you're fucking, fucking here. Fucking here. Yeah. 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 And if you're slacking, we will fucking let you know. Yeah. You know, if you're hungover, we will fucking let you know. We'll say, hey, this can't happen again. Here's a fucking verbal warning. Yeah. You know, I'm very, I'm a very big proponent of, you know, when I worked for Chef Curtis Duffy up in Chicago, going out on school nights was not a thing. Right. If we found out that you went out on a school, I mean, I'm saying they would have people that would just follow you on Instagram just to check up and keep tabs on you. Damn. And so it's like, I'm a big proponent of the whole not going out on school nights thing. Like, yeah, go have a beer. Like, whatever. That's fine. But don't fucking stay up until 5 a.m. ripping fucking heaters a blow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> listen, and then coming in here all go fucked home, up not and sleep. we have to deal with it. Yeah, and or calling in sick yeah. or, oh, I got too fucked up last night. I'm going to call in sick. Oh, you, okay. You get it. You get it. Okay, well, how about I just take you off the schedule next week? How's that feel? Yeah. You can do this all next week. We're taking care of you, yeah, and you're shitting on us, you know. And it's like what I was saying. It's, it's it. We get paid to throw fucking super dope dinner parties, yeah, like super fucking cool dinner parties. And that's why the place looks like a living room. That's why it looks like our home. Because you know, I always tell my employees too. I'm like, they like when a guest comes in here, they're not a guest, and th- this isn't fucking work. All right, yeah, they're not a guest in the restaurant that you work at. They're a guest in your home. Right, this is your home. That's your section. That's your fucking living room. Yeah. Like, would you have somebody over to your fucking house and not sweep the floors? You fucking <laughs> scum lord. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you want, to, you want to make it look nice. Like, you guys are both married. You know, like, the wife is probably like, oh, my God, we have people coming over. We got to, we got to. Clean this and absolutely not. We can't have people in here. Better right start now. the Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, you need to make sure that. Every detail is accounted for. Yeah. You know, and in order to make sure that every detail is accounted for, every staff member needs to be sharp. Yeah. And for them to be sharp, they cannot work all the fucking time constantly with no breaks and not being able to get out. And I missed my fucking grandmother's funeral because I was working. You know what I mean? Like, that happened to me. My fucking grandmother raised me and I was working in Chicago and she passed while I was working and I couldn't get away from work to come down for my grandmother's funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fucked up. And so, but, but you know, that's, that's, that's the thing that we're trying to change is yeah. you don't need to sacrifice your life for your career. Sure. You know, like yeah, there absolutely. can be a happy balance. I'm, I'm one of the people, like what I was saying earlier, like I'm one of those people that I sacrificed fucking 15 years of my life. Uh, yeah, I went out, I had a good, I had a great time. You know, I used to go out to bars, like so on and so forth. But I mean, I was working back in the day when I was probably 27, 28 years old, 26 years old. I was working 16 to 18 hours a day, six days a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so your day off, it's like, what do you do? You fucking sleep. Yeah. You know, you know what that life's like? It is not dope. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to work in a Michelin-starred restaurant. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you know. I don't think you understand what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to make a lot of fucking sacrifice. You're about to sacrifice every little fucking thing. And you got money because you don't have time to spend it. 
Well, I mean, not even them because a lot of those restaurants are paying minimum wage. Uh, and you're living in a fucking city with yeah. the inflation and everything like that. You're paying your rent and then like with all of your extra money, you're like, cool, I can get a, I can get a pack of cigs. You know, like, yeah. because yeah. if you think about it, in Chicago, a pack of cigarettes is fucking 16 bucks. Jeez. So <laughs> a pack of Bugler to rolling tobacco is $9. Bugler rolling tobacco, a That's pouch. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I came down here and I was just like, wait, I can get a pack of fucking Lucky Strike Golds for $4.75? I'm in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what brought you to Charleston? Um, so... This is, this is actually a qualm that I have with a lot of people that I meet in Charleston. All right. All right. A lot of people are like, so COVID brought me down here. Okay. And a lot of people down here are like, oh, man, this place was just not the same after COVID. And I'm like, oh, you mean when Charleston closed for a week so everybody could qualify for the fucking loans? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. When, when everybody closed for two fucking weeks? Yeah. Yeah. In Chicago, the first shutdown was six fucking months. Yeah, I was going to say, meanwhile, there are mom and pop shops up north that are dying dying and losing their entire life's investment. Yep. I mean, two restaurants that I worked at that both had, one of them had two stars, one of them had one star, right? Get that glass. Oh, uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, two of them had one star, or two, one of them had two stars, one of them had one star, right? Okay. COVID shut them down. Yeah. They are not restaurants anymore. One of them was, at the time, the only brewery in the world with a Michelin star. No shit. The only brewery in the world with a Michelin star. And COVID shut them down. Man. So you came down here because you needed to work. I came down here because I needed to work because you couldn't fucking work. And I had an apartment across the street from Wrigley Field. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So you can, you can imagine how affordable that was. I don't even want to guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a really cool apartment. Like, I bet it was. It was fucking cool. <laughs> but, like, we had the whole top floor. We, nice. we did cookouts on Mondays and listened to the day game. That's we cool. could see the scoreboard across the street. Like, it was pretty dope. Yeah, that's fucking cool. But um, you can't pay your fucking rent yeah. if you can't work, right? And yeah. so my mom actually lives down here. And so I came down here, and I was, like, literally delivering bread out of her fucking house. I did what everyone fucking did. Every single fucking person was like, I'm going to learn how to make sourdough. I'm like, okay, well, I already make, I already know how to make sourdough. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you made sourdough and delivered it to restaurants. And no, I delivered it to fucking people's houses. Oh, really? We sold it on Facebook. We put oh, out shit. like a list and then you had to like reserve it. And we only had X amount of loaves and X amount yeah. of this every day. And so it doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, we were, we were probably profiting about, you know, 250 bucks a day. Well, I'm sure it's just water and flour. And I'm baking it in my mom's fucking normal ass fucking kitchen, <laughs> like in her fucking oven. Yeah. That's just like a piece of shit in her fucking thousand square foot house. Nice. You know, what were you wrapping it in? Like butcher paper? Yeah, we would, we would, well, we weren't wrapping it. We were uh, popping it in brown paper bags because oh, yeah. I didn't want to wrap anything. Yeah. I wanted everything to, you know ambient yeah let the air like you know it's let fucking it breathe. let it breathe <laughs> um that's how you keep it crispy you know what i mean yeah and so i started doing that and then somebody had been following me on social media or something that lives down here and you know they had reached out and they said i'm gonna would you be interested in doing a pop-up at my apartment and i was like yeah that sounds pretty fucking cool like why not you know what i mean and so i called one of my friends up in chicago i was like hey man you want to come down and make some quick cash you want to help me out with this pop-up so we did it was in this super cool old historic apartment. Um, he 
brought us in there and we did 10 people, I think, 10 or 12 people, Mm -hmm. two turns a night for two weekends. And we're actually coming up on the anniversary this month. It's Halloween weekend. Nice. That's metal as fuck, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're dropping reservations on Friday the 13th, and our three-year anniversary <laughs> is on Halloween weekend. That's Bad awesome. Ass. Yeah, we fuck real hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, like, we did this, and then we had met a couple people that were just like, this is fucking great. I'm from New York, or I'm from Chicago, or I'm from a bigger city. Yeah. And I haven't had cooking like this since I lived up there. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, and that's going back to me saying, like, you know, down here you see a lot of fucking carbon copies of the same goddamn touristy fucking piece of shit restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, not a piece of shit, but you know what I'm saying. Because um, a lot of those restaurants are fucking delicious. Yeah. A lot of those restaurants are fucking delicious, and the OGs are always going to be staples. Yeah. 167 Raw is fucking great. Yeah. Everything they touch is fucking great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, those guys, bar, that bar they put on the side, whatever it's called. Oh, uh, I think the, it's called 167 Bar. The oh yeah bar bar one six seven or yeah. it's like the sushi bar right yeah yeah like crazy good that shit is yeah I haven't gone but you know I want to check it they out have the caviar donut I mean that's pretty sick yeah. oh do they do they do the uh, is it like a round donut yeah oh uh, yeah they ripped that off from uh, our friends over in Spain from Desfrutar oh really yeah oh. yeah they make that with a whipped cream siphon nothing new under the sun as they say <laughs> that's what I'm saying like <laughs> every idea's already been done yeah. everything's already been done. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I wanted you, I want you to tell me your deepest secrets. So, cause like, like a lot of people, cause most people have made a dish before, like they've made food at home. So I want you to tell me one of the most complicated dishes and like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need some brown liquor for this. <laughs> okay. Do you guys it. want glasses? Uh, yeah. All yeah. right, cool. Pause. All right. Glasses acquired. Glasses acquired. Yeah, so we were talking about um, the food. Because, like, I've heard you explain how you make some stuff sometimes, and I'm like, you did what? I don't even know what that, I don't even know what that word is. So it's like I wanted, I wanted yeah. to give a little taste of that. Like, when you come in here, it's not going to be a piece of meat with a garnish on it. Like, it's, you're, it's all super creative. I've got three whiskeys here, by the way. Um, this one, if you've never had a cigar blend... I don't know what that means. Yeah, you should try that. This is why we were talking about whiskey earlier. That's why I called you earlier. I was like, hey, man, can you guys, like, teach us a little bit about whiskey? 100%. Yeah. I have on, on my calendar that we were supposed to do a class for your staff on Monday. Is that still happening, or do we need to move that? Yeah, dude. What, right. time, what time can you guys do it? Is that this Monday? Yeah, coming up. Okay. We, we made those plans when we were drinking or <laughs> yeah. whatever we were doing last time. We were doing time a little we bit of everything at that point. <laughs> Let me see if it's on my calendar. Should be able to. Oh yeah, I'm off. So yeah, yeah. It's it's, in, a, it's a it's a federal holiday. So it's most indigenous people. Are off, people so. You guys want to do one o'clock? That'll be right after lunch, and yeah. and we'll provide lunch for you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we're getting a bunch of pieces from Mellow Mushroom. Deal. Works for me. Done. One o'clock. Whiskey Perfect. Pass. So Bearcat. Com- complicated dish. Complicated get dish. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think it's about like overcomplicating. I think it's about like. I just mean your process. Tasteful technique is what I like to call it. Yeah. Tasteful technique. I mean, nowadays you have a lot of people, you know, a lot of people call it molecular gastronomy or whatever the fuck terms you want to use, right? It all means the same shit. Um, I hate it when people use the molecular gastronomy word because to me it's like, oh, you mean like intestinal gastronomy like on a molecular level? Like what does that mean? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I feel the same way when people call themselves mixologists. Mm. Like it's the stupidest fucking name in the world. <laughs> and so here we don't have mixologists. We have coctologists. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Because fuck them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, that's great. It's like people who, like chefs that want to be called chef. It's like, okay, well, if somebody calls me chef, I'm going to be stoked on it because that means they have respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Slap some respect on it. Yes, but chef. yeah, like that's respect. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, you know, you have these guys who are like, well, oh, you don't call me by my name. You call me chef. Yeah. And it's like, okay, dude, get over your fucking self. Yeah. It's, and there's, I don't know, there's, it's like, like my kids don't say yes, sir, me all the time. Right. But when the time presents itself, uh, yes, sir. Right, yeah, like exactly. It's like, there's a time and a place for it, and it's and then it's it's okay. Let's hear some. Like if you fucked up, <laughs> and I go, you fucked up. Do it like this. Then I expect a yes, chef. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like sure, George. <laughs> yeah. At, at that point, I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you wanted to go home today. I would love to work your station because I don't want to deal with any of the fucking people I have to deal with today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I miss just being a fucking line cook. That shit was great. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm stoked to hear about a lot of these line cooks down here and see how they, how receptive they are. I mean, we've got a crazy fucking team right now. Yeah. One of our, one of our guys, he's working into our sous chef position. He comes from 11 Madison up in uh, New York City, which is three Michelin star restaurant. They were voted like best restaurant in the world for like three or four years in a row by 50 best. I mean, wow. Top fucking notch. You know, another guy that we have coming in, he worked for mm-hmm. me at a restaurant called Acadia, which had two Michelin stars in Chicago. Um, he was a chef to party there. He's coming down here just to cook. We got another guy who worked for Tom Colicchio. We got another guy who came from another Michelin star restaurant. We got a girl who came from another how Michelin much, star restaurant. Like, how much time or, or do you allow, or, or is there where all these people coming from these great environments, these great restaurants, and uh, were they sharing ideas and teaching each other things that they? Does that does that go on or? Um, it's going to eventually. Uh, the way that I look at it is the team needs to learn how to execute all of their shit first. Mm-hmm. And once they can do that with flying colors, then we can chat. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to come in and fail every day on your prep. Right. And then next thing you know, you're coming at me at the end of service. You're like, Chef, I had this great idea for a dish. Yeah. I will slap the shit out of you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why don't you learn how to fucking peel potatoes in under an hour and a half, you fucking idiot? (laughs) You know what I mean? Of course, I'm not going to say it like that. I'm going to be like, yeah, great. I'll take that into consideration. Thank you. You know, like how can be how Fair can enough. I be as nice as possible? But so, anyways, like when when you're harboring that sort of, I guess, culture, especially in the kitchen, is it? I, I speak a lot about formulas, right? So I have, you know, when you've been doing this for a certain amount of time, you slowly develop your style, right? I think I have a style, and then I think you can see the people that I looked up to, the chefs that I looked up to when I was coming up. Which you know, I don't know everything i'm still learning a lot every fucking day mm. i will never be like you're a fucking idiot what do you mean you don't know how to do it like that you know what i mean like everybody's always fucking learning now time three if you're still doing it like that then we need to have a serious conversation but you know you can see what my style is when you see my food you know yeah. like a lot of people in chicago like i was a pastry chef for a really long time and so like you could you could look at my desserts and you could be like that's george kovac right there you know that being said, we need to make sure that we have an identity for the restaurant. A lot, a lot of people ask me, like, what kind of food do we make? Mm-hmm. And I say modern American food. 
The reason why I say modern American for it or contemporary American, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, the reason why we say that is because we're not pigeonholing ourselves. Sure. So we can do whatever the fuck we want to do. Yeah. And so getting back to where does a dish come from? How do we engineer a dish? So we, if you guys want, we can engineer a dish right now. Like right now. Like, Let's do it. All right. So let's do a whitetail a venison backstrap with some kind of like what deer like corn, acorns. So, some fresh grasses. Venison backstrap. All right, cool. Uh, what style? Shit, see, you're like, 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 like cooked. Are we, well, are we talking about like <laughs> edible? We could do, we could cure it and we could slice it. We could do a venison carpaccio over French toast. Oh, wow. As like a little bite with like See, you're already a going beef fat. Places jam. I would have never yeah, thought I'm, I'm over like, here like uh, medium rare. Or yeah, I'm already like uh, yeah, I'm you over know, here like, like either smoked yeah. or seared medium rare, and then like yeah. maybe some options for the sides. So okay, let's say, <laughs> let's, let's let's get really simple with it, right? So right. let's say we have let's say venison backstrap or ven- let's say venison loin because a lot yeah. of people yeah. seem like really familiar with what the fucking loin is when it comes from an animal. Um, so say we have venison loin, right? Let's say it's like a steak dinner, and let's let's take venison loin, potatoes, and fucking spinach with okay. some fucking sauce, right? Yeah. So let's say that's that's delicious. We all know that that tastes good. We all know it's going to be fucking awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. But I can make that at home. You right. can make that at home. Yeah. So why the fuck am I charging you $36 for it? Yeah. Exactly. You know? So what we like to do is the way that we'll start is we'll be like, okay, venison. How do we want to treat it? We will... It depends on, you know, there's so many different things that we could do, but, you know, a perfect example of that, of those ideas that I was just talking about is we did a venison royale once, and it's where we took venison loin and we wrapped it in a chicken and pork sausage that had truffles throughout it, right? And then we cooked that in a water bath or sous vide, as the kids are calling it nowadays, <laughs> Um we sous vide that for, you know, an hour, like 64 degrees or some shit like that. Celsius. Because we don't fuck with cups. We don't <laughs> fuck with Fahrenheit. We only fuck with grams. And we fuck with cel- We fuck with the metric system here. Right. Yeah. It, just, it just allows for way more fine-tuning. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so we took that. We wrapped it in a chicken sausage. And then we sous vide that for a little bit. And I'm saying we're doing whole loins when we did this. Or tenderloins. Mm-hmm. And so you got what we call dongers. So a donger, and we'll even put it on the, I'll even put fucking venison dongers on the fucking list, right? It's it's a great name. It's a great name. Well, and what we do is, you know, you take it and you put down your, you say you have a sheet of plastic wrap, you put down your sausage, you put down your venison, you season it, you roll it up as tight as fucking possible. And so that way it's nice and perfectly round. Like a dong? Like a dong. And it's like long, (laughs) like a dong. You know what I mean? So with an appropriate would, amount of girth, with appropriate <laughs> amount of girth, not too much girth, not yeah. too little girth, you know, don't scare anybody or disappoint anyone. Well, we need to think about, you know, there's so many factors at play. We need to think about a, what's it going to, how's it going to eat? What's yeah. it going to look like on the plate? Is it going to be too much money? Like, what are we going to charge for this? Because what does it cost? You know? So there's like all these factors at play that you have to think about it. But anyways, let's say we got the donger. All right. And then what gravy gravy, right? So, I'm sure you guys get a shitload of fucking bones and save your bones and make fucking juice out of your bones mm-hmm. when you make a kill, right? So make your juice, reduce that shit the fuck down, 
and usually you would do like let's say you have like an albufera which is usually made with chicken stock right and it's like there's a little bit of booze in there there's chicken stock there and then you usually mount it with a shitload of butter so what we did is instead of using butter we switched out for foie gras because it has the same fat content so force-fed duck liver Mm -hmm. you know because game plus game equals delicious yeah um so, you know, there were only like four or five animals on this one plate, but doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so say we make our, say we make our jus, we, you know, reduce it down. And instead of mounting in butter, we mount in a shitload of foie gras, cute foie gras. Mm-hmm. And then let's say we add some truffle to it, right? Because we got truffle and with everything else. And because like truffles, forest, venison, forest, we got a theme going right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then say that, you know, and st- what's similar to a potato you know like are, is mashed potatoes really that exciting or would we rather use something like i don't know parsnips or rutabagas or something right. like that right yeah so then let's say we use parsnips so this at uh, this particular dish we had you know that the the donger the royale if you will and then we made parsnip a couple different ways so we're we're very into if i'm going to serve you a fucking carrot dish it's going to have 18 different forms of carrot, you know, like, cause go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not necessarily that we're showing off, but it's kind of like we're showing off, you yeah. know what I mean? Like how can we provide all of these textures and all these techniques by just using a fucking humble carrot? You yeah. Know? So with this one, we take parsnips when we make a puree and we season that with like a white soy and then maybe sort of like some sort of, I don't know, like a sherry vinegar or something like that to kind of like balance everything out. That white soy is going to be fucking delicious. Oh, and by the way, we have to put MSG in everything. Yeah, MSG all the time. Because it's fucking great. Yes, delicious. And, and it's not like, bad for you. And it's not bad for you. Um, you know, so you'll have a lot of people like, why the fuck is this so good? And it's like, hey, yeah. cheat codes. That's how. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we've got our sauce. We've got our donger. We'll take parsnips. Say we make a puree, right? So we've got our puree. And then we're like, okay, so how else can we fuck with these parsnips? I really like chewy vegetables, especially root, root vegetables, because of the starch content and the vegetables that makes them chewy. Uh, when I say chewy vegetables, I mean, what we'll do is we'll take, say, peeled parsnips, we'll cook them at 75 degrees Celsius for 12 hours with, let's say we put a little bit of miso and butter in there. And so it's just taking on all that flavor. Right. Then when we're done with that, we'll take those out and then we'll pop them in the fucking smoker for two hours while they're wet. Because you guys know how smoke works. If it's wet, it's going to fucking. Yeah. Sucks it up. Take that on. Right. Yeah. And you got to make sure that it's moist enough to where as it as it dries out, you know, like you don't want it to dry out too much. You want to dry out too little. Yeah. So it's so smoke's not crazy fucking abrasive. Right. So say from there we take those carrots we or those parsnips we pull them out of the smoker. All right, well let's pop them in the dehydrator overnight for twelve hours. Right. So what's going to happen is we've got a bunch of moisture, we've got nothing but flavor in these motherfuckers right now, and now we're essentially going to make parsnip jerky and get them to shrivel up a little bit. Well, then we'll cut those up and then say we'll pick it up in a juice that is raw parsnip juice. It's mounted with a shitload of butter. And so it's 
parsnip on fucking parsnip on parsnip. Like yeah. I said, we're really into meta shit around here. So, <laughs> so you dehydrate it and you rehydrate it with parsnip juice. Yeah, and so yeah. the texture ends up being chewy and meaty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that's how that's how I did the carrots that you guys had. Right. Um, super chewy, super fucking meaty. And so then we've got all right, our two forms of parsnip. All right, well let's throw. We've got so we've got texture. Like I was saying, there's a formula, right? right. We've got texture going on right now. We need a crispy texture. All right, well, let's take some parsnip peels and fry them and make chips out of it. Okay, so now we have chewy, soft, we have meat, we have liquid, we have chips, and everything is seasoned beautifully, and it's just fucking venison and parsnips. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and then, oh, I forgot about the whole spinach thing. Let's say we take our greens and then we make a pudding out of them i.e we blanch them so it's super fucking green we pop them into a vitamix and then we add let's say a modified tapioca starch which will naturally thicken it without adding any flavor and so now it's pipeable and so now you have a sticky texture with everything else that's wild and then we put all the pretty shit on it you know like all the fucking microgreens and flowers and whatever but only only whatever works with the dish right we're not putting fucking broccoli sprouts on that. You know why? Because there's no fucking broccoli in there. It's not a real plant. Anymore. Maybe we'll use the tops from parsnips, you know, like carrot tops. Sure. And then we will compress them in, I don't know, maybe a vinegar or something like that. And so you still have your bright green pretty plants on top, but it's more parsnip. Mm-hmm. So what did we just do? We just made parsnip the star of a venison dish. Yeah. So Which it's a way to kind of... never happened. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unreal. You know, and so it's like, it's all about taking a step back, looking at what's delicious, looking at, you know, flavors that are classic combinations, and how do we turn it on its head? You know, and we want our menu to read very simple. We want our menu to read like... Oh, okay, this is something that I've heard of before, or I've tried before, or whatever the fuck. Well, then it comes out to the table, and I want and you to like, be like, What? Is this the right thing? Where's the parsnips? Like, what? <laughs> is this the right thing? Like, and, yeah. and then we're super playful as well. Like, over here, I know uh, John Coleman, our CDC, he's working on a beef tartare set that is flavors of Big Mac. Wow. What? Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how can we have as much fun as possible? You know, like, over in the main dining room, I've got quote unquote dumplings on the menu, but it's more of a jab at Italian food because if you know anything about food history, you know, pasta didn't come from fucking Italy. It came from China. Right. You know? And so what I did is I made, and it's funny because a lot of steamed dumpling shapes are the same shapes as like tortellinis and so on and so forth. And so we made kind of like a tortellini on Brodo, you know, classic Italian shit, but it's all, Asian fucking ingredients. And we're calling them dumplings, not yeah. tortellini. And so it's a big like, oh, cool, I want the dumplings. Then it comes out, it's a bowl of fucking pasta. You're like, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I like it, but we're going to find out real soon. And right. then that's when everything has to be fucking perfect. And then, the, and then you get in and everything's seasoned well. And that's when you have the textures. And then you're just like, you just fucked me up, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. And... We're only charging you twenty three dollars for that dish. 
Something that took hours and hours to create. <laughs> yeah. Plus, how many times did you screw it up making it the first time? Exactly. And, you, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, it's 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 such a good value when you look at how much work goes into it. Because a lot of places you go and you'll spend that kind of money and you're just getting shit you could have made at home. Easy. Yeah. And then you come here. There's no way. Everything I've ever had that, you, that you've made, it's like, I just stare at it and be like, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. Yeah. Like that, uh, whatever the, one of the dishes you had, it had... Uh, what was that black, like, spiderweb-looking stuff? Black spiderweb-looking stuff. Oh, the like the like the wire twills? Yeah. Like the crunchy, like, wire things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it, and I'm like, is that plastic? Or <laughs> well, it's, it- more, it's a more creative way of cooking, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, with dessert, you always have, like, some sort of crispy twill, which is a fancy word for fucking thin cookie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so... And usually it's like a very, like not thin, but you know, it's pipeable. It's something that you can like spread pretty easily with a spatula or something like that. Well, why do all twills have to be like circles or squares or shards or whatever like that? Show me me the rule book. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So yours came out looking like if a ladder fell off the back of a truck and got ran over by an 18 wheeler. Like that's the shape of your cookie. It looks like, imagine what that looks like. That's what the cookie was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because, and the cool thing is, is, you know, that's a dessert, that's a pastry technique, but I know exactly which one you're talking about because we put that, we did have that one on a dessert, but I think it was, I've used that for garnish for like fish crudos and stuff like that because it's, a crunchy element that looks very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, instead of like spreading it or something like that, we pop it in a piping bag with a super thin tip on it. And then we pipe it out in weird squiggles. Yeah. And then we bake it like that. We, when it comes out, we only bake it for like fucking 45 seconds until it crisps up. Oh, wow. And then we roll up the parchment that it's on. And so that way it creates depth and all this other shit. So now it can like stand and it can look like there's motion and movement cool. on the plate. And it also looks like there's a lot more food than it is. Right. Like instead of it being a cookie the size of a quarter, it's now like the size of a dinner plate. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, and I'm glad you brought that up because like portion size is a big thing that, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, there's a big misconception with fine dining and portion size. A lot of people see a small portion. They're like, what is that? A $700 dish. And you're like, shut the fuck up. You fucking jabroni. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Most of the time you see those little tiny dishes, it's part of like a fucking 17 course tasting menu. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, getting yeah, yeah. 17 of those over the course of two and a half, three hours, you know? Right. Yeah. With us, and a lot of people that have not had that kind of food don't realize how fucking rich it yeah. is and how much flavor you're packing into this little thing. And yeah. so they go to eat it and they're like, I could eat three of those. And you're like, yeah, but then you're not going to feel very good yeah. Right. because there's a lot of butter, right? There. You just yeah. ate a stick of butter on that plate, dude. That's a lot yeah. of fucking hate to tell rich it, food. I hate to tell it to, to you, but there was like 1,100 calories in that bite. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. Or we, whatever that is in metric. Right. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> kilojoules or whatever. Yeah. There's 1,100 kilojoules in there. I really like this, by the way. It's delicious, isn't it? The, the nose on and it. And you wood. You know what it makes me think of? South American Ambiana wood. What does it smell like? South. It's a South American ingredient. Are you guys familiar with tonka bean? Oh yeah, there's that's that's one of the main flavor profiles. Oh, yeah. Reeks of tonka bean. Yeah, that's a, reeks. Anytime I you read Amazonian vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> anytime you read a cigar blend, uh, it'll it'll that's that's one of the first 
smelling notes is tonka bean. I love it because I love tonka bean. Mm-hmm. I love tonka bean. It's got so much flavor. It's like you would never, like if you were a whiskey guy and I were to pour this for you and didn't tell you it was whiskey, you would be like, it's some kind of weird rum. No, like, on the nose, 100%. Like, yeah. Especially when I smelled it. That's why I kept going back. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, it's, because it's fun. I may or may not have been able to source tonka beans whole, not extract. Really? Yeah. Which. Let me chew on one. They may or may not be illegal. Really? Oh, yeah. They're, Glad you said it on here. They're, they're, they're <laughs> sev- so tonka beans are a severe blood thinner. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's not like it's like fucking like cloves. You know what I mean? You got yeah. the, the amount that you have to eat in order to like, yeah, be in trouble. Be in trouble is a lot of fucking tonka bean. Like a tonka bean is about the size of a fucking half of a quarter. Yeah, I hate when people do that. That that's toxic. Yeah, yeah. If I chew a fucking five gallon <laughs> bucket's worth, yeah, yeah. It's like when we were forging earlier. It's a you thimble know? size. I mean, wa- I mean, they, they had that radio show where the guy they had chugging water, and somebody chugged three gallons of water. It was a girl, and it killed her. Yeah, it killed her. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like everything that will kill happened. Yeah. yeah. Yep. How did it kill her? Just over, she oversaturated her body with water, and it just flooded her. She basically yeah. drowned. Her lungs drowned. Yeah. So my 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 youngest son heard this story from somewhere, and he chugged a little water bottle that he has and drank it too fast. And made his stomach feel like really full, and he came to me super concerned <laughs> that he had drank that much. And I had to, I had to call my my little guy down and tell him, "It's all right, buddy." He's like, "You know what happens if you drink too much water?" I'm like, "I've heard." He goes, "It's do you do you know what do you know what I'm trying to say?" I'm like, "Yeah, but you know what you're trying." He's like, "People people die." Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, "I understand, buddy." You're like, son, she was a plant for the soda industry <laughs> to get people to quit drinking water. I said, "Buddy, you would have to drink." So so yeah. much water, like you would, you're fine. Yeah. But yeah, that, that shit's I mean, happened. It's cool. World's over, overpopulated. Let's fucking weed out the weak, right? Survival <laughs> yeah. the fittest. Yeah. We that's had a, a thing that's the problem that, with us. We're, then, we're, we're so, like, as a species, we are so fucking weak these days that it's oh, like, yeah. come on. Well, I mean, I feel, I feel like if you, if you sign up to chug gallons of water on a radio show, you're... I don't know. Probably not the brightest. You're looking for that Instagram clout, that, that TikTok clout. <laughs> Isn't it funny YouTube how people clout. want, they want social media fame? I've always found that so fascinating. I've yeah, got an 18-year-old little brother, right? So I'm 35. I was 16, 17 when he was born. Wow. And talk about a generational gap. When he was growing up, when he was in middle school and high school, his goal was to be a YouTube vlogger. Yeah. That's what he wanted to do with his life. Yeah. And for me, do it? no, <laughs> no, he lays fucking asphalt for the fucking state now, <laughs> mm. yeah. but he's yeah. 18, he's 18 and 19 yeah. and he fucking gets paid bank. Yeah. He's making like 65, $70 an hour. Damn. I'm sitting here like, dude, when I was fucking 18, I was going on tour with bands and shitting in Walmart parking lots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like, riding in 15 pa- sleeping in 15 passenger vans, yeah. eating out of packs of ramen out of the bottom of the from underneath the seat, playing the most disrespectful tricks on everyone that yeah. you said was your friend. Yeah, people that you love. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just shit in your suitcase. <laughs> what do you think? I love you, bro. <laughs> but I just shit in your suitcase, which by the way is all all the clothes that you have for the next three yeah. weeks on this on this tour. Yeah. So fucking sorry, but you're gonna wear that same shirt and skinny jeans for the next yeah. fucking <laughs> for the next three weeks. Can we stop by a laundromat? No, no, nope. nope. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. It's gonna take two hours. We don't have that kind of time. 
We got to be in Charlotte. We have a show in fourteen. <laughs> we have hours. a show in fourteen hours, and we are sixteen hours away. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta fucking go, bro. Yeah. Oh man, those were the days, though. Those were the fun days. Yeah, I, I, I toured that. with a friend of mine's band for just a short like summer mm-hmm. tour. It was like it's it was so like six much weeks. Fun, isn't it? I man, I have never had so much fun. I I sold merch. And uh, that's what I did. I, uh, I sold T-shirts for my was, friends' bands. There was yeah. one song that that they needed. That there was like a backup vocal part that I would hop on and oh, sing. Oh yeah, just that one song. Oh yeah. And uh, I can't sing for shit, but I belted that out like my fucking life depended on it, man. And then I hop back down to the merch table and be like, "Hey, man, CDs, fifteen yeah. bucks." <laughs> yep. Oh, there was there was one. Oh, I got you. Want to hear you want to hear a fun tour story? Of course. Actually, you guys will probably appreciate this. This is very like white tail friendly. I feel like. Okay. All right. So we were in. We had a day off, right? And we had to drive through Wyoming. And we were going to, I can't think of the fucking name of the place. But anyways, it's like right, it's right outside Yellowstone by like four and a half hours or some shit like that. And you know how Yellowstone is. It's a big fucking circle. Yeah. And there's a north, east, south, and west entrance to Yellowstone. We were coming in through the north, and then we just had to go out through the east. So that's like a tiny little fucking gap. We get all the way to the exit, and there was a fucking landslide right oh, before no. the entrance. And oh, so we were like, fuck. And it's like 2 o'clock in the fucking morning, and we're not stoked. We are not fucking stoked. So then we had to drive the opposite way all the way around Yellowstone. We didn't have any fucking weed. <laughs> we were, everybody was pissed off. Everybody was fucking grumpy. It was middle of the fucking night. Hell yeah. We almost hit a pack of elk. Nice. That would like, have been bad. We were driving down you might as well a mountain. Hit a house. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we were driving down the side of a fucking mountain. And then next thing you know, like 30 fucking elk just out of nowhere, just running down the mountain. There's a we're good chance like, you guys would not have survived that. Absolutely no, fucking yeah, not. You would have been in trouble. Absolutely fucking not. Oh, jeez. And so, and the, and tr- I'll get to, I'll get to the, mer- the merch side of it. It's fucking because okay. I was the merch guy for this, for yeah. this band. And so. We get out. We get out of Yellowstone. Whatever. It's like seven o'clock in the fucking morning. No, it's like five o'clock in the morning because the gas station. We haven't seen a gas station in like eight hours. So we're like, okay, we got. We're 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 waiting here until this gas station's open because we have no. We're in the middle of fucking Wyoming. We have no idea how long it's going to be until the next yeah. gas station. Yeah. And so we we had like. Had a nice little caravan going. There was like three three bands out of like the five band tour package. Well, we stop and then finally they open and I had hardly gotten any fucking sleep because I was shotgun and then of course it was my turn to fucking drive. So I was like in a great mood. Sure. I was all sunshine and rainbows. I bet. And so I'm like going again. I really had to take a shit and the bathroom was fucking like gnarly as hell. <laughs> it was just not a not a great time. Um, so I go in and get some coffee and then these guys pull up. And we're coming out of the store, and they're walking up to us. They're like, hey, like, what do, you, what do you guys do? You guys, like, out here, like, riding ATVs? Like, what do you guys do? And we were like, oh, we're, like, touring bands. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Do you have anything that we could, like, listen to while we're out here? We're photographers from Portland, and we're actually taxi drivers. What? What? It's fucking Portland. They were, like, not the taxi drivers that we're used to seeing, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that in the nicest fucking way possible. <laughs> yeah. Um. So these guys, we were like, of course, business mind over here. I'm like, yeah, dude, 10 bucks a CD. I'll sell you two for 15 right fucking now. Let's go. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying to eat a fucking burger for lunch. Yeah. You know? And uh, 
So they're like, oh, we don't really have the money to spend, like whatever the fucking case may be. And so they go outside and we're still fucking off inside. So then we come back out of this place because we're filling up the tank and, you know, it takes fucking 20 minutes to fill up a fucking 16 passenger van. Yeah. Um, We're coming back out and these guys are walking up to us and they're like, hey, so like, would you be willing to do a trade? And we were like, what do you mean? And then I swear to God, he has like, he's making like the international fucking bud symbol with his hands where he takes two fucking four fingers puts them together and he's like what about like a little you know like a little nug you know what i mean and before he says anything the guitar player of the band had his fucking keys off undoing the trailer it's like yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah we need this right fucking now (laughs) nobody's in a fucking good mood. that's funny so then this guy proceeds to get us very stoned and i'm about to drive right very stoned it's 5.30, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the fucking morning. We're outside Yellowstone. It's fucking beautiful. Beautiful scenery. Yeah. Right? And so he, he proceeds to get us super stoned. And then he gives us like a fucking quarter of weed. Well, then the drummer wakes up and he's like, oh, what's going on? He's like, oh, dude, you missed out. Here's some weed. And gives him like an eighth. And it was just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? I don't have any cool stories like that. They were a straight edge hardcore band. So there was none of that. <laughs> We were on tour with a straight edge hardcore band when yeah. that happened. Is straight edge still a thing? I don't oh, know if it is oh, anymore. I'm sure yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! It if, is. if you're hanging on, if the, if those guys are hanging on, they're probably more straight edge than ever. Yeah. Well, a lot of straight edge bands, the edge is not so sharp anymore. Oh, if you know I'm, what I'm yeah. saying? Sure. I'm, yeah. <laughs> like, I would uh, th- throw down. Were they still super straight edge? Uh, I think Throwdown stayed pretty straight edge. Uh, we we did a couple shows with a band called Comeback Kid back in the yeah. day. They were like Jesus, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Love Comeback Kid. Back in the day, they were uh, they were straight edge. Right? Yeah, I know. And the lead yeah. singer left because he didn't want to. Yeah, do that anymore. People started yeah. breaking edge. Yeah, yeah. And so he didn't want to be a part of people breaking edge, like whatever. Yeah. And I've never smoked weed as good as when I of, of that's funny of the weed that I smoked that the guys from Comeback Kid had. Oh, so that's so funny. And they had, <laughs> they were they rolled it up in those stupid. Remember those stupid fucking crystal papers, the yeah. clear ones. I wasn't ever. We, I wasn't in. I didn't do all that kind of stuff. But I tell you, like a good friend of mine that was in that band, he had X's big X's tattooed on his hands. Oh and no! That he he drinks like a sailor and, and <laughs> does all the other stuff now. It's just so so funny looking back. Like we were all kids, like you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old, whatever it was. You probably know. You probably uh, know of one of the guys that we went on tour with. Uh, his name was Vincent. He was in a band called the Acacia Strain. He was the lead singer. I know. I've heard that name. But yeah, and we were on his. We were on tour with his side project, and the name of this band. This was like straight hardcore, like eighty style fucking straight edge hardcore, like beat down hardcore, <laughs> like punky almost. <laughs> and this motherfucker is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> but they called the fucking band Cock Punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I watched the leads, or not the lead singer, the tour manager. Fuck, what was his fucking name? It was something ridiculous like Gooch or some shit like that. And he walked up to this one band's merch table, these kids. They may or may not have gotten famous from MTV. Okay. Remember Made? Yeah. Remember the kid who got turned into a male model that was in a hardcore band? Is no, I don't remember that. They're based was, out of Georgia. Okay. Oh, oh. They caught some shit from oh, I'm, everyone. I'm sure they did. So this motherfucker <laughs> walks up with rotten sausage that they found in their fucking van, 
dumps it out on the merch table on the hoodie. Everybody knows if you're selling merch, you don't yeah. fuck with yeah. the hoodies. That's the, the hoodies. most expensive yeah. fucking thing on the table. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck with the that's hoodies. The, that's the moneymaker, man. That's the moneymaker, the hoodie, right? If you sell a couple of hoodies a night, you're like, Dude, everybody's getting fucking value meals, <laughs> like, gas, good. carton of cigarettes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some cigarettes, yeah. some energy drinks, and the we're fucking tanks getting full. Yeah. yeah. So they walk up, and he, this guy's looking, looking at this fucking poor little fucking like eighteen year old kid <laughs> in the face the whole time. Does not break eye contact with him. Dumps the sausage onto the hoodie, folds the hoodie over, and then punches the sausage yeah. into the hoodie. <laughs> Just working it in. Looked at him and then turned around and walked away. Yeah, that's it. That's all was needed. Those guys took a lot of shit. I but they got they really did. big. They got really big. Yeah. It's a band called Attila. Attila. I've uh, heard of Attila. Attila. Yeah, I know Attila. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah they, cool. we used to make fun of them real hard because like, bunch of the guys weren't old enough to drink and they would be like this song goes out to all the party people at the bar it's called belligerent it's like <laughs> shut the you don't fuck up you child you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we it's, were all we were i remember at that age man i was convinced i was an adult you know what's funny is like back then like no one ever questioned it but now today like now you know i'm in my late 30s and you see like these 18 year old kids doing shit yeah i don't question it either i just kind of look at them like yeah man even like even like twenty like early twenties, yeah. I'm like, just a kid. Yeah. Have you noticed that you the scene yet. is coming back? It's like a fashionable thing now. Scene kids are like yeah. becoming a thing again. Really? I see them getting off the bus and stuff, and I'm like, it's so weird. But it's like the worst that you could possibly imagine because you know, like the whole '90s nostalgic thing yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you have all of these kids who find out about the early 2000s scene and like the late '90s scene. Like the super emo scene? Yeah. Oh, no. Like the scene. You know what I mean? See, I was never like, in that scene. Like I was like, like, you know, slip-ons, basketball shorts, and fuck you up in the pit. Yeah, like, you, were, you, know. you were my people. You were my <laughs> you know, people. Like, you know, like, like, I, like, that was never, I, I never I did that. Jankos. No, I of had course a, you fucking did. I bet you had a fucking juggalo <laughs> fucking <laughs> necklace. Dude, dude, the gathering, man. I, I'm not gonna lie. I think it'd be so much fun to go to the gathering of the jugglers. I think it would be too, be like, just to observe. Like, I would set, let, up, set up like a hunting blind. And just sit <laughs> so I'm not really part of it. But you it's whisper. Like, look at all this shit. We just narrate it. Like, yeah. here, here we here we have a group of five. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I like, think we're onto something for the next gathering. Dude, yeah, there, yeah. 100%. there are a lot Put of those trail, shows. Trail cameras and like behind <laughs> tents. You guys do like a live podcast for this one, and it's just like. <laughs> All right, we're gonna be we're gonna be live for six hours a day at the gathering gathering of the jungle. If you are a regular listener and you are still hanging in, man, we we love you. Appreciate you. We've been we've been going hard for a while now. We're just we're way off way off our normal topic, which is great. (laughs) We love we love this, but it's uh it's just funny. The the rabbit holes we go down. Yeah, but um, we do need a rabbit of a thing. Probably. Uh, Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I mean, should we should we try another whiskey and cheers or something? Because yeah. we haven't talked about really. We we talked about like our like whiskey menu, but like we haven't really talked about whiskey. You guys, you well, guys at this wanna... point, anyone that was listening for whiskey is gone. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't do it for the listeners. We do it for us. Like this yeah, is everything I wanted it to be. It's the same. It's the same principle as this restaurant. We appreciate right? the listeners a ton, but. Uh, you know, 
it's fun for us. That's why yeah. we do it. We like right. doing it. It's right. never. We, this is our third podcast this week, and it's at no point today was I like. There's a third one this fuck, week. I have another podcast to do today. I never said that. You I'm guys like, are fucking like, crazy. Hell yeah. It's not always like that, but you know, sometimes sometimes the stars align. It's like, hey, I can do Monday. I can do Wednesday, and we had this plan for Friday, so mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. a podcast let's, Monday, let's knock Wednesday, them out. Uh, or was that Thursday? I've lost track. I don't, I don't know. know. One of them is like we started at nine and, it, and we went three hours again. And, like, and, we, and we said at the start. <laughs> yeah, we said at the start, I'm not, I can only do an hour. We got it. We got like an hour and a half max. I got to get up right. and go to work early. We're like, cool. Yeah. Three hours in, we're like, yeah. I guess we'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. Hey, I'm enjoying yeah. my Fridays while I can because technically I have. Dude, you're fucked, man. You're going to be. Like this, honestly, this, it's possible that this is my last Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's I possible it that this is my last Friday. That's I can't, kind, that's I can't kind wait of, to never be able to get a hold of you. That's kind of a bummer, but also pretty <laughs> fucking cool. Why don't we toast to that? Well, yeah. that way that way, I can fucking sleep tomorrow. Doesn't that sound <laughs> yeah. nice? Oh, my God. Let's do this Kentucky out. Uh, Takumi, they made it taste like it's American. Did you say Takumi? Yeah. They made it taste like uh, Japanese whiskey, but it's actually American whiskey. Yeah. Excuse you. So, so, so do they know what the symbols on the label mean? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do you know what they mean? What does that mean? Let me look. It's like a half, half an that, orange peel or something. I think that translates to blowjob queen. Blowjob queen? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's possible. I almost got that tattooed on my body in kanji once. I thought it would be. Oh, did you? Yeah. I know a girl that has a, a tramp stamp of, a, the I guess, the Japanese symbol for love. It's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That was her. I like how it was just like that was her. I'm eighteen. Quiet. <laughs> I'm eighteen. I'm gonna. Yeah. All right. Dude, cheers to Bearcat. George. Cheers, guys. Very excited, man. Cannot wait. Me neither. Neither can my staff. My poor fucking leadership team. Mainly, mainly, mainly John Coleman. Shout out John Coleman. He's been with us. Dude, you were since we started doing this. You were so. shout out chill this episode. Last episode, you could, we called it the shout out episode. Well, I mean, <laughs> last last episode, you know, we brought a fucking we brought the pink lemonade natty yeah. light fucking vodka. Yeah, in which studio. I'm sure you guys drank all of the oh, next yeah. day, uh, right? We did. Yeah, yep. of course. Yeah, because it yep. tastes really good. We definitely did. It was pre- it was a it was a <laughs> <laughs> it was a, pr- a premium spirit. Yeah, it's on the top shelf of my bar right now. I mean, what if we carried that? Do you think that would be hilarious? You fucking should. It'd be <laughs> your be thing. Actually, do you guys want to try something? You should make uh, like a, a like a like an icy out of that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys want to try something and tell me what you think about it? Yeah, but let's close this out first. All right. All it's right. a whiskey. Yeah, we'll try. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm All just right. my ears are sweating. I feel like I'm getting an ear infection. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, George. Come to Bearcat. Yeah. You guys. You're the man, George. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV.
the destination for outdoor entertainment.